Hello, everyone. This is Rico, and you're about to listen to, well, this is going to be a repeat show. This is, uh, let's see, it's January 16th, 2022. This is going for show 848. And uh, what I decided to do this week, rather than a guest cast or something uh, something else, I'm doing a repeat show. There's that new Harry Potter um, special on HBO, and um, Kenny and I, Kenny from California, longtime Longtime friend and and supporter of this podcast and has a bunch of podcasts of his own. But Kenny and I have been working our way through the Harry Potter films slash books for a while now. And I thought it'd be fun to play this first one that we did. It's pretty long, but it covers a lot of ground. It's, of course, on the first book slash movie. The Sorcerer's Stone is, you know, is called here. But anyway, um, this was done. We did this. I, I was a little bit surprised. Did this seven years ago in um, January of 2015. It first went out. I think it was show like 522, I think is what it was. Something like that, which is amazing that seven years later now it's, you know, more than like about 350 more shows since then. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, so that's what's coming up here on the show. If you didn't ever listen to this, you know, I thought it would be uh, fun to slip it into the feed. I know sometimes there's some new subscribers, new listeners, and maybe you never heard this one from seven years ago. Uh, I, I do love the Harry Potter films and movies. And, sorry, films. Uh, I was going to say films and movies. Those are the same thing, right? Uh, I kind of use film and movie interchangeable. But anyway, I love the movies and films. I did it again. Anyway, gosh, um, it's a good thing I'm not doing a normal podcast this week. Probably be all kinds of blunders. But the uh, And the books is what I was trying to say. So anyway, um, without any further ado, uh, it's coming up here in the second. Uh, I will say that um, next week, I'm not quite sure yet. I have a couple of things in mind. My original idea was to cover the Expanse TV show since it just ended its run. Um, well, its regular run on, uh, well, it finished up. Uh, it was started on Sci-Fi, right? Sci-Fi Channel, I think, right? And then moved to Amazon the last two seasons, three seasons, three, I think, um, for a total of six, right? And anyway, had a great finale. I was That's probably what I'm going to talk about next week. I might try to get a couple of friends to join me and to cover that. Uh, that's probably what's going to be. I have a couple of other ideas. And then in a couple of weeks, I'm going to try to do a Patreon chat with the Patreon supporters, which is over at Trex and Sci-Fi. Um, sorry, patreon.com forward slash Trex and Sci-Fi. And talk about what we've been all watching on TV and at the movies and, and all like that. So, all right, I shouldn't blather much more. This is a long show. Uh, but if you never heard this before or if you didn't want to hear it again, here's Kenny and I talking about the first uh, Harry Potter film and book. So here we go. You're a wizard, Harry. I wondered when I'd be seeing you, Mr. Potter. Wingardium Leviosa. That's totally barbaric. That's wizard's chess. You'll be okay, Harry. You're a great wizard. You really are. Hello, folks. Uh, this is Rico, obviously, and you are listening to another episode of Treks in Sci-Fi. 
We're doing this a little bit ahead of time, so I am projecting into the future, looking in my crystal ball, which is appropriate for today, because uh, we have Kenny on Skype. Say hi, Kenny. Hey, guys. How's it going? And this will be, I think, podcast 522. Should go out uh, about the third week of January, I think January 18th. And we are here, finally, to talk about Harry Potter, specifically the the first book and movie, mostly about the movie, in the Harry Potter series, which which Kenny just knows something about a little <laughs> just bit. Just a little bit, yeah. Big yeah, hair. I know. It's funny, because we were talking earlier, and you were like, oh, I'm going to rewatch the movie again just to kind of refresh myself. And I'm like, I really don't need to, because I know it all pretty much. But I'm like, oh, it'll be fun to watch again. So I actually watched it as well. It, it definitely puts you in the mood. That's oh, that's yeah. for sure. And yeah. I was I was telling Kenny I, I was racing to kind of finish it. I kind of fast forward through the last about half hour, which of course is the big stuff that happens in the movie. But I know what happens, so I mean it's not too bad. But the uh, yeah. but yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's a lot of fun. So yeah, we're going to talk about uh, Harry Potter, the first book slash movie, which um, I guess the. Uh, I guess the first thing I was going to say, you know, specifically about this one, which I think is the only one in the series, Kenny, correct me if I'm wrong, but this one, the book had two different titles, correct? That is correct. Yes. Yeah. It was uh, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. That's the original title. It's what JK gave it. And then when it came to the United States, they changed it to the Sorcerer's Stone, which I will explain when we get into more of the book details of why they yeah, felt they yeah. needed to change. And it, yeah, and I was right about it. It's the only one that they did that. Yeah. Something sort of weird, right? And they took it, the, the... only one. I guess since it was a, uh, I don't know, even though I think it was maybe, uh, you know, an international and especially a heavy British cast, for the film, they kept the Sorcerer's Stone name. No, they didn't. It's actually right? the Philosopher's Stone. Is it? Whoa! Oh my God! Oh, yeah. I feel like I feel like an idiot. I, it, I just I just watched the thing. I guess I didn't watch the credits close. Enough. No, I mean it, no. You're right. In the U.S., it's all Sorcerer's Stone. The, oh, that's what I mean when I say that. I guess because that's yes. the movie I have on Blu-ray that it's I just Sorcerer's watched. Stone. No, you're correct. But I'm saying within most of the world, it is Philosopher's Stone and. They say Philosopher's Stone in the movie. They did both takes. Oh, I had, I, you know, I, I just learned that. I, yeah. I just, for some reason, had assumed that the movie, they just settled on one title. And since that's the one that I, with that title on it, yeah. that, that's, oh, I had no idea that yeah, it was. Yeah, they did. They did. So, I actually, when I watched it this this most recent time, is like I was counting how many times, you know, Hermione says uh, Sorcerer's Stone. I'm like, oh, she had to go back and redo that take and say Philosopher's Stone. You know, I mean, it's a good 10 11 times that they say so and I didn't even realize that 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 they also recorded different lines yeah. for when it's said in the movie okay yeah, I'd love to get a version of the uh, original UK version to hear them say philosopher's stone all the times instead yeah. of sorcerer's instead stone of sorcerer, which I'm sure there must be videos of it on YouTube yeah, well, I you know, in, the, in this day and age, I mean, I think you can get, like, region-free, you know, yeah, stuff, true. can't you? Yeah. Like, on, especially probably Amazon UK or even talk yeah. to one of our uh, our UK buddies or whatever. I mean, you were over there for a whole month, so. I know, I know. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, I, had, I boy, I had no idea that they uh, they had, you know, that I did, it wasn't just a title screen on the movie, you know, difference, that they actually yeah. had lines in the movie different, yeah. you know. See, you're learning things already. I am, I am, but it seems, you know, it seems strange to me just from a, a, a like, 
Do you have any idea, like, why they went to such extremes for that? I mean, for for even the filming, that they didn't just go, okay, let's flip a coin and pick one or something? It just seems a little bit, um, I don't know. I, I, I guess, I, you know, to do that for for a film seems a little extreme to me. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, I obviously, you know, film, I know film, I, we've seen, we see lots of movies and I can't think of a lot of other cases where they do that kind of thing. No, I mean, th- it, this is a obviously rarity. translation, you know, yeah. they obviously translate movies into other languages. Yeah, that's fine. But, but that's, uh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Well, you well, know, th- and what's crazy though, I mean, the majority, I would say, I think it's like 75 or 80% of the world has read the book as Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. There's only a very small percentage of of the movie being a sorcerer's stone. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I can see them, you know, if making the movie Philosopher's Stone and not Sorcerer's Stone. Sure, sure. You to know. me, it wouldn't have mattered. I mean, I and I guess I don't know if you want to say it now or if you want to what wait a little bit or whatever or however you want to get into the, the you know obviously yeah. the the book came out. Maybe I guess the the thing we should do probably first is just give an overall kind of little background on. On the on the book okay. and and the movie, you know how it got started. And, yeah, I have and some s- info here about the book, so I can read that off. If you yeah, want. yeah, yeah. Go ahead. That sounds okay. perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone it obviously was written by J.K. Rowling, and uh, after eight publishers passed on the novel, and you know they're kicking themselves now. It <laughs> yeah. was finally published. Those people have been sacked. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Definitely. Uh, it wasn't an easy sell. Let's just go there. Um, but finally, on June 26th of 1997, Bloomsbury in London actually published it. So, um, yay for them. They are the ones that started this whole phenomenon. And that was published as, and it came out there, was that before the uh, U.S. book? Oh, definitely. Right? Oh, so yeah. so yeah, it came it out there as, as the Philosopher's Stone, right? Yes, that was it. And then in 1998, which is a year later, Scholastic Corporation published the United States edition. But they changed the title to Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And you might ask, why did they change it? Well, according to Wikipedia, fearing that American readers would not associate the word philosopher with a magical theme, though the Philosopher's Stone is an alchemy-related, you know, so, I mean, it is sure. magical anyways in, in its name. But they were, they were worried that the, the U.S. population wouldn't understand it. So Scholastic insisted that the book be given the title Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. But that well, we weren't the only uh, market to do that. It actually was changed in India, Nepal, Pakistan, and Sri Lanka. Everywhere and it, and else, it, it's philosopher's stone. And as we were just talking about, uh, uh, you know, in the in the book, also each reference to it would have been sorcerer's stone, right? Instead of philosopher's stone, in the yes. printed yes. printed the parts, not version? not just the title, not just. Oh the, yeah, but they yeah. But they also changed like British words in the first few books, like trainers and jumper. And uh, lifts, you know, mm-hmm. instead of sweaters and tennis shoes and elevators and yeah, and I, you know, that's sort know. of a translation thing. I kind, yeah. I kind of can understand. The later that. books didn't do it though. And it's they, 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 they went the back and yeah, she, she got a lot of, she got a little bit more power probably by that point. So, yeah. uh, so it was like, you know, I'm just going to write it and it's just going to get printed that way. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. It's English. Li- live, <laughs> live with it. I always wonder about that. You know, like, like for example, let's say a lift, let's just use that as an example, elevator mm-hmm. lift. Okay. When they translated that into like Spanish or something, mm-hmm. I, I always wonder, is it two different words in Spanish? 
Yeah, yeah, I have to ask my wife about that. She might know, but uh, you know what I mean. You, you see what I'm saying, though. It's, it's no, I understand too, what you're saying. It's but they must different. have a term for an elevator that we call an elevator that they call lift in England. There must be another term for it. Sure, in, sure. Whatever their word is, whatever I'm just, their word is. It's just interesting to me. You know, you yeah. wonder if any other language, like in, you know, like Spanish, French, German, whatever, gets oh, translated. Sure. I wonder if they also, and if there are other languages that have. I know there are a lot of uh, languages that have lots of uh, different regional, you know, mm-hmm. dialects and versions, and I always wonder about like, well, do they, you know, did they give it a couple different words in another? Yeah, language? I've seen I've seen websites where they that you physically can't translate a word like in the title, like philosopher. Yeah, you translate it into another language, so they find something similar. Yeah, sure. You know, and they call it that instead. So yeah, like, languages. Really... It uh, it's a crazy. It's a crazy. Uh, crazy thing but yeah. um yeah but yeah so so the book uh back to that i guess the so it was uh about a year between the uh uk and, and then the the, and the ne- u.s the yeah. u.s or whatever so yeah. but uh you know the philosopher's stone it, it obviously it won tons of british awards um and it also was on the new york bestseller list for uh, August 1999 and it stayed there nearly at the top of the list for much of 99 and 2000. So it was definitely a hit. Yeah, yeah, it uh it, you know I and it was it as big of a hit when it when it hit here as well. Yes. I think yeah, I mean it's yeah. uh it it obviously, you know, it's it's an interesting thing to look at it. You know, we're going to talk about mainly the first book and and first movie, but it, you know, obviously we both know like a lot of people who are listening probably know that as time went on, the uh, these things were like you know just people were lining up to see oh, them. You became, know, yeah, it became a phenomenon. So it 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 um, it's interesting to me that it was even the first book you know won awards was a big a big hit almost yeah. out of the out of the gate. Obviously, the other ones were just crazy. People were were just dying to read the next one, but yes. uh, yeah, but this this yeah it took off pretty pretty quickly really. Now, I think this is, is this, am I right? Is the, fir- the first book is by far the shortest of the books, right? In yes. length? They got longer as they went. Sure, yeah. But this one always, to me, seemed like uh, that it's, you know, significantly shorter than the others. I mean, I think the first two, second one is a little bit longer, but then, but then they get like, yeah, into these fairly thick tomes that, uh, but I, you know, it's amazing after watching the movie and I, you know, I've read all the books too, but it, there's a lot in this first book slash movie i mean there's there's a lot you know when you think about it being the shortest of the books there's still a whole lot that's in there well yeah i mean they're establishing the the entire world yeah yeah obviously yeah yep in this one book yeah definitely And they're telling a great story you know so on top of that now i I, i'll play a little question and answer with you for for a minute but the the first the first thing to me uh first question i was thinking as we were getting going on this did she i know she had a series of books in mind but do you know is it written down somewhere here that did she have it outlined to the number of books did she really have have it all mapped out from the get go or how did that all take there place are, there are differing ideas on this okay i don't think there's any hardcore proof Okay, uh, she's I'm never sure. had an interview that said, you know, like I'm George Lucas, sure she you know, said like that it's all <laughs> that she mapped it all out. But obviously, you couldn't have everything mapped out because things changed. And she even says, you know, she's supposed to kill off characters that didn't die, and because they didn't die, she had to kill other characters. And 
Yeah. You know, so things change, but sure. she always had an idea. She knew from she knew what how it was going to end. So yeah, um, I think yeah, and I've read some of that stuff too, and I think she kind of had a, a you know a general like plan and outline mm-hmm. laid out. Yes. I don't know if she said you know had it written down like book two is going to involve this this and this, book three would be this you know or or yeah. or if it was just a sort of an overall arc. Well, she's talked about yeah because I know with like the Deathly Hallows. Um, you know, in book two, we see one of them. We don't know it's a Deathly Hallow at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, not right. a Deathly Hallow, but a Horcrux. That's what I was thinking. Horcrux. Horcrux. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So we know in book two, it's a Horcrux. And she was going to introduce that whole idea of Horcruxes in that book. But she decided not to. And right. Was, Earlier instead. So, right. you know, obviously things change as she's writing. And, you know, but yeah, I, I think overall she had a really good idea of what she wanted to do. With the characters and the story and, uh, you know, all that, all that fun stuff. I don't know if she had that initially with, like, book one, but I'm assuming once she, once book one did really well, you know, she started building out the story more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, most writers that I've ever heard from say things sort of take on a little bit of a life of their own, like, like, like you are just, um... Hey, you start out the story, you get the characters established, and then you kind of write, you know, and and it and it becomes like, oh, I I didn't know I was going to expand that idea as mm-hmm. big as I did, and then it becomes this big thing, yeah. um, you know, like some of the other main themes for some of the other books or whatever. But yeah, I've never heard an exact, and it, 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 the truth of it is, it probably isn't an exact thing. It was probably a mix, a you know, sort of a mix of things that she yeah. went through. Yeah. You know, of like, hey, I got this idea with this little kid, you know, this wizard thing. Yeah. And then his parents die and there's this bad, baddie guy that can't kill him or couldn't kill him at the time. And he, you know, he killed his parents and so yeah. forth. And then and then says there's this arc of how he, you know, grows up, learns, you know, who he is and 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 goes through all the process and eventually has, you know, a big showdown with the big baddie and all that. But mm-hmm. uh yeah, you could write that on a page, but you know, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So it's uh, it, it, it's interesting to me just uh, just to to look at that and see how just, something yeah. develops. Yeah, it's just crazy. It's crazy that this is you know her her little idea that she had while on a on a train to London, and you know, and it just kind of flowed out of her, and and look where it is now. I mean, the phenomenon it's become is just incredible that you know and she was down her luck and she was homeless for a little bit and she had a rough life oh yeah yeah i mean the story yep yeah i mean you know the background on her is you know she you know all these people were turning her down i don't think she had had she published anything and had it printed prior to the first harry potter book i didn't think so right her first right so yeah she she was obviously um it wasn't like she was an established writer or had you know pretty good pretty good track record you know this just came out of you know out of left field and i i don't know there's there's a lot of um things that seem to happen like that sometimes i mean it's just i like to hear it you know i like to Mm -hmm. i think i think it's you know it's kind of a maybe a little bit of a u.s american thing maybe the british are kind of like this too but i think we all like the whole idea that you you know anybody you know has that 
ability or potential, potential yeah. you know, that yeah. it's not like you have to be, oh, you had to have had the right upbringing and the right schools and the right training. No, yep. no, you know, you just need somebody who has sort of like a passion or a vision. And, and, and then, a little luck and a lot of talent. Uh, yeah, definitely a little, a little. Well, that, you know, in this case, you know, she, she certainly never, never said never and never, never quit, you know, yeah. which, which I admire too, you know. Yeah. Just, just to like you know, th- this is one of those classic cases. I mean, Star Wars was the same way, you know, with the mm-hmm. first one. You know, George Lucas, you know, took that to a lot of different studios, and they go, nah, nah, <laughs> you know. Yep. <laughs> and I think Star Trek networks, you know, it was like, nah, we already have a, a show like that, you know, yeah. or whatever. So I mean, I, I love hearing that kind of stuff. Just, yeah. uh, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of fun, especially you know, like like you said earlier about. You know, these the publishers are probably all like going, "What you passed on? What you passed?" Oh, I know. Can you imagine? What's crazy, you know, is that the publishers, because her, you know, her name is Joe, uh, but they didn't want a woman author, for, or it be known, because little boys wouldn't read a book written by a woman. Supposedly, that's what the the publishers thought. So they asked her to go by J.K. So that was their their request, oh, not that hers. That was their request. Oh, that's not hers. No. Yeah. No, that was the publisher. And it's interesting about that is, is you think that by about book four or five, if she wanted to, she could have probably changed that, you know. Yeah, but but then know. it was kind I of mean, established at that point. That's you what know? I'm thinking. Yeah, once it's established, I mean, we all knew she's a woman, you know, by now, by book four, we knew. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just think it was too late. She's she'll she'll always be known as J.K. You know. Hmm. Uh, that's just her pen name. Yeah. So what about the uh, you know how, how much or, or what more about the book do we want to slide in here before we go off and talk about um, the the movie and the beginnings of that? I mean, I think we pretty much clear. You know, we introduced how it was. You know, how it was made and came to be. And um, I think the bulk of it. You know, the bulk bulk of the success. Yes, the books were great, but the movie definitely helped. With the book sales, mm-hmm. you know, hey, it introduced the it introduced the world to Harry Potter. Yeah, readers. yeah, the you know, cause it, for for me, I know you wanted to talk about how we were introduced to Harry Potter. Yeah, and I was just about to say that same thing. Yeah, yeah. why don't why don't we slide that in right here? How we both first uh, came to this uh, world. Yeah, and, now I I you know obviously being a geek, an uber geek, I had heard of Harry Potter, so it was it was on my it was on my view screen, but I just never. Picked it up and never read it. I'm not a big reader, anyways. I was when I was younger, but not as I got older. Uh huh. Um, so I really didn't. I knew nothing. I knew it was about a wizard. Um, didn't really know much about. It. I, saw, I started seeing commercials for the first movie, um, and I was like, "Wow, this is like right up my alley." There's magic and fantasy, and there's monsters. Uh huh. This is going to be awesome. So I went on opening night, so like a midnight showing, to see it, and I was just blown away. Um, I had no idea how amazing it was going to be. The flying and the Quidditch and just the whole world was incredible and it was so rich and so detailed. And I, instantly, I'm not kidding, the next day I actually went out and I bought the first four books on audio because I was commuting to work a lot. And so I figured, wow, this is a, the best way to do it. And at that time, all f- the up to uh, the fourth book, which is Goblet of Fire, was out. Uh, oh, where we was in, it? Yeah, I, yeah. We were in the middle of that three-year gap between books. Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure when the first when the movie because the movie came out in two thousand and one. Yeah, the first the first movie came out in two thousand and one. Yeah. So we had book three out then, or book, book four? four? 
Book four. Oh, was we out. already had book four out in yes. two thousand and one. Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, there was a giant gap. There was a like a year gap between the first, you know, every other book, and then there was the three year gap between books four and five. Oh, uh, okay. So I had gotten all the books uh, of the, the first four, and I just devoured them. Yeah. Um, well, my my mine's a little different. Uh, well, definitely a little bit different than than the way you you hit it. Um, you know, I have a couple of sons, and they were they were you know younger at this stage when these things were coming out. So for me, at least, and I'd always been somebody. You know, I, I've I've said it on my you know the podcast uh, a fair amount. You know, I've always been a pretty big reader. I don't read as not as much as I used to. Uh, of novels at least, but I still, you know, I still read probably one every month or two. Anyway, uh, so when the, I don't know exactly how I first heard of it. I definitely knew of it way before the first movie came out. And I read the first book before the movie came out because I used to be and still pretty much am, although I have a few exceptions. I've always been somebody that if, if it's a book and it was you know written as a book first not like some kind of novelization thing of course i've always tried to read the book before i saw the movie because i've i've just always wanted to see what you know what my imagination would make based on just what the author had you know put in the book uh-huh. so so yeah i probably read the book i don't know maybe six months to a year or so before the movie came out something like that uh, definitely before the movie came out loved it really really great uh, and just enjoyed it again, just like you said, right up my alley. I love yeah. fantasy stuff, magic and stuff. You know, there, there's, um, there's something very cool about that idea. And the, the whole idea of wizards being around in the modern, modern day, day kind yeah. of, but yeah. hidden behind, yeah. you know, not, this isn't just sort of a fantasy world, like, like Conan or, or Hercules and Xena, those kinds of things, you know, or Buffy. Well, he, well, Buffy was sort of like that, I guess, where there was, this sort of small little group. Yeah. Yeah. But, but this was obviously a big, uh, big, uh, group of people that were hidden in plain sight kind of. So that was very cool to me. So yeah, I read the first book and before I saw the movie and then as time went on, I pretty much did that same sequence. I made sure I had read each book before I saw the movies. I don't remember how, when I read each one or how much ahead of it. So you didn't go crazy and read all of them at one time or all that was out at the time. No, no, I don't, I don't have that or I didn't do that. I don't, I, 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 I I like to kind of like spread things out. I, Mm -hmm. I, I don't. I don't watch, you know, like a series of TV in a weekend. I, I always have trouble doing that, mostly because it's it's not even. I just have too many things that I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> Truthfully, it's a time thing. Yeah. It, you know, it's it, it's uh, you know, I like to I like to also mix up the books. Like I have about, I don't know, these days I have probably about five or six different book series that I like. So what I'll do is I'll read like a book in one series, and then I'll read. I kind of go through them. Like then I'll read another book from another series and another book from another, and I kind of swing back around. So like mm-hmm. every six months, I'm back reading a book in that in that. That's just kind of I don't know the way my mind works. Yeah. Uh, rather than just taking one series and just reading book after book in it, yeah. I have done that before in a couple of series. But anyway, uh, so yeah, so for me, I always read the books before the movies. I love the the movies and and how much they were able to just. The, the, for me, the biggest thing that I, I, I probably was amazed and stunned by was just how great a job they did. 
there were times with some of the later movies when the books got bigger that I, w- I have to say I, I loved them and I enjoyed them, but I was always like, oh, wow, I, I wish they wouldn't have had to cut so much of, yeah. like, you know, yeah, Goblet of Fire, you know, or something, yeah. you know, because yeah. there's so much stuff in there. And I understand, I you know, we both know movies pretty, you know, you you, do, yeah. you work in the industry. I, I've obviously seen a lot and, and read a lot about it, you know, and you, I, I completely understand you're, nobody's not everybody's Peter Jackson who can take a tiny, tiny little <laughs> Hobbit, Hobbit-sized book and, and turn it into three epic long movies and then put added content. And I, you know, I enjoy that stuff. Yeah. But but there's a limit, you know. There there's a balance or whatever. Anyway, so you know you couldn't always have these these huge, you know, five-hour movies or or whatever it would have to be. So I understood that. I it was just um, having read the books and then seeing the movies. Then I was, uh, oh, yeah, boy, this is really moving fast. What happened? Have, you know, so, but the first one, like you said, they they just, they really were able to get a lot. I mean, the scenes were just like, just right out of the book. I mean, just right off the page. I mean, they yeah. just played out just so much like I had pictured in my mind, you know, like I was watching the movie again today and, you know, all the the owls dropping off the letters at the beginning, you know, and yeah. the nine and three quarters platform and Hagrid and all the casting. Well, we'll talk about that more with the movie talk, but, uh, I, I just was so impressed with what they did, uh, you know, taking the books to the movies yeah. all yeah. along the way, really. Yeah. I, yeah. I just, and, and so that, anyway, that was my s- sequence. So you, once you started to read the books, did you stopped. you always had read the books then for the future movies before you saw the movies too? Oh yeah, I, like I said, I mean I I I probably when I say I read, I listened to the books. Um, I probably read the books after I saw the movie, and then I like I said I purchased all four books on audiobook and I listened to them for the next month um, in my commute, and I listened to them all. Yeah. To Goblet of Fire because I Goblet of Fire came out in two thousand. I just checked, so it came out a year before the movie did. Uh, the the a year before the first Harry Potter movie, not it the movie for Goblet of Fire. Right, right. So you yeah. were you were always you always knew the books. I knew what was going to happen except for the very yes. first one. Yes. Uh, right. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the the bad part about that, and probably what was smarter for you to not read them so quickly, is I read them all, and then I was in that that group of people waiting. No, <laughs> I didn't have to wait three years. I think I only yeah. waited two before the next book came out. Then there was nothing, right? There was like nothing. you're in this dead zone of, yes. of like, yeah, yeah. And you just can't wait, and you can't wait. And I'm like, oh, why did I read them so quickly? Well, yeah, and I kind of got in the habit of trying to read them like, okay, that movie is going to be out like next year or in six months, so I would mm-hmm. read the book. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I was always trying to read them fairly close to when the movies were coming out more or less yeah. some uh, some i read way ahead of time more more ahead of time than others um probably the in the gap you're talking about it uh, yeah so it's um so I yeah willpower i, I <laughs> love the world and i wanted to consume as much of it as i could well you know i probably would be more like that these days because of the crazy silliness and and nuts of rumors or not rumors but uh of spoilers and things on the internet. I mean, the internet was around then, obviously, too. But these days, I mean, my gosh, the minute something is known out there, yeah. Dumbledore died. Oh my God! You know, like <laughs> I, I mean, remember? I, oh, spoilers. oh, I remember. Yeah. Well, we'll throw a big spoiler warning on this, obviously, at the beginning. But I mean, these things have been both all been out for quite a while now. Oh, so, yeah. 
So, uh, but, but I mean, you know, when things happen, I just, you know, these days when some big thing happens in a movie or a TV show, I mean, minutes after it happens, it's all over the world. You know, yeah. it's hard to avoid. It is uh, so, um, but yeah, so anyway, so, uh, so we, should we sort of segue over into the, into the movies yeah, then? Let's, Talk let's about start, the, start with the movies. Yeah. So the first film, yep. uh, I know you, you shot out over some notes to me, so why don't you, uh. Why don't you take that read okay. o- read over the uh, the basics of the, I guess the statistics or yeah, the the, yeah. the the detail on the that on the first. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, as we mentioned, it is Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, as well as Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, depending on what region you're in. Uh, it was released in the United States. It was released by Warner Brothers uh, on November sixteenth, two thousand and one. The director was Chris Columbus. Um, Spielberg was up for it. There were quite a few directors, well known, Terry Gilliam. Um, lots of well-known fantasy sci-fi directors, but they picked Chris because they felt that he uh, worked with kids a lot. You know, he did Home Alone recently, or at the time it was recent, um, and they just felt that he was a better fit. Um, uh, that was adapted for screenplay by Steve Cloves. Uh, Steve Cloves actually wrote all of them except for The Order of the Phoenix, number five. Um, he, For some reason, I think he was doing a personal project and he couldn't adapt that book so they had someone else do it but he did every other um book yeah it's interesting i didn't realize that yeah he did did them all which is nice it's nice to have a consistent adapter yeah you know because you know uh but if you look at five five really doesn't look much different you know the character wise Uh so um i for life of me I, i can't remember the guy's name michael something wrote uh the fifth one uh, I'm sure when we get to that fifth one, we'll say who it is. Um, the budget for this movie was $125 million, which is quite a bit for 2001. And uh, it grossed, just in the United States alone, $317,557,891. <laughs> so uh, it, uh, it more than doubled, almost tripled. Yeah, definitely the budget shows, and we'll, we'll yeah. talk about that too more. But the uh, but but well, money spent very well. You know, I mean, in oh, terms yeah. of, I mean, obviously a big success. I think they had, you know, pretty good confidence level. It's not, you know, these days, you know, gosh, they'll take 150, 200 million dollars and throw it after a movie that, who knows if it'll, you know, yeah. some of them, some of them do well. If Marvel's name on it, <laughs> it makes yeah. a bunch of money. But uh, but anyway, uh, but yeah, I think they. Uh, I'm actually a little surprised. I mean, I know that's just the U.S. gross. I don't know what it is. Do you you don't have a number on worldwide at all somewhere handy? Do you? You know, I was looking it up and I got distracted and then didn't uh, check it out. So no, I mean, I know it's a billion. It's one of the it's one of the top the Harry Potter. And the Sorcerer's Stone slash Philosopher's Stone was the highest grossing Harry Potter film until Deathly Hallows Part Two came out. Oh, okay, that's, that's interesting. Is that and that's even without uh, inflation factored yeah. in? Yeah. yeah, that's even. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that was the the, the least uh, popular was um, Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, here I got a box office thing. Here, here okay. there. Okay, so for the first film. Looks like yeah, the number you gave out the three hundred and seventeen or whatever it was mm-hmm. I, I, around there three hundred seventeen million North America. So outside of North America, it made almost double that. Yeah. So it made like six hundred and fifty 
a million outside oh, of right. it, it didn't quite reach a billion dollars. Yeah, so worldwide it almost made a like a billion dollars. Yeah. It was like nine hundred and seventy-five million dollars yeah. yeah. worldwide. I mean, in, incredible. So when you say you know it had a hundred and twenty-five million dollar budget, yeah, well it made almost a billion dollars. <laughs> so and that's just box office, right? That's not DVD and digital downloads. And and, and, and I and I noticed you know. today because I was I was gonna I was trying to decide oh maybe I could just pop on Netflix and watch it and I nope. instead of nope yeah has it ever been on Netflix nope they've never released it to Netflix well that is that's a little bit interesting to yeah. me here. Yeah. And, and I had no idea you know I, I I own the movies you know obviously so so it's not a big deal but but I thought you know Netflix my gosh you know they're just like they gobble up everything so I they find it Star Wars no Star Wars is on Netflix either other than Clone Wars ah yeah interesting never, never. Any of the big stuff. Now, Star Trek, obviously, that was a big deal when they got all the TV You would think series. that they would just do it occasionally, you know, Maybe, that they would yeah. do like a Disney thing where it would be like, oh, Netflix is going to have it for like some special, like the month of January yeah. or December and More make a rings? big splash about Not it. On Netflix. There's quite a big, big, big budget stuff that doesn't make it. Marvel movies, they're very hard to find on Netflix. Yeah. yeah interesting. You know? So yeah, I don't know what the term. I mean, obviously it's the it's the studio saying yes, we'll sell you the rights for so long. Yeah. Um, well, it's one it's one of the things why you know keeps me buying discs still, even though <laughs> right. I, I I like buying media anyway, even for stuff that is on Netflix. But you know, yeah. when people say ah, you can just watch it on there, and I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. not 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 all of it. So uh, so yeah, just a huge huge success. I mean I mean just amazing. Uh, and it is interesting to me that it, it, it is the biggest of the, of them, except for the, the final film. Yeah, the final yeah. one, yeah. Yes. yeah. I have a really cool uh, little tidbit here from behind the sure, scenes about sure. that. Sure, uh, sure. Warner Brothers originally considered making the entire Harry Potter series as a set of CGI animated films. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah I well, heard about that they were, they were you know... It seems, you know, when down the surface, like, oh gosh, you know, look at these books. Yeah. Maybe we should just animate it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they, or, uh, or they actually considered uh, attempting to combine several novels into a single movie. The studios, this is funny, the studios' reasoning mainly had to do with concerns over rapid aging of the child actors. If production mm -hmm. ran too long on any of the films, or if production was delayed between sequels, the leading actors might have to be recast. Uh, author J.K. Rowling vetoed both the ideas of combining the book and the animated film, so the studio decided instead to produce all seven, which obviously became eight, films back-to-back -back so the child actors could play their roles in every film. So Yeah, she, she had a lot of control and oh, a, lot of, yeah. a lot of power, I mean, which yeah. was great to hear, you know, yeah. in a way. Well, you know, I you mean... got to remember, by the time the movie was in production... Book three was out, and it was a huge thing, huge phenomena. And book four was about to come out, and there was a huge, you know, midnight, uh, midnight parties for releases. And so, yeah, you're right. She definitely had. She could say anything, and they would have to do what she said. And I think it's easy to see the influence of that, you know, on these movies. That, like I mentioned, of how how great, really, a job they did on making it feel like the book yeah you know that yeah. it, the the style the 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 you know the casting that they did just, well, yeah. just the look of, everything everything yeah, yeah. and Speaking they, of they, casting yeah you know she's the one that said that they all had to be british actors jk 
Right. She didn't even she didn't even want to entertain like an American who could yeah. do an who would do no. a British accent. She, no. Yeah, she actually insisted that all the principal cast members need to be British. She actually made two exceptions because Richard Harris is not British, he's Irish. And then Zoe Wanamaker, who uh was uh um oh my gosh, the flight teacher. I'm just completely losing her Yeah, you're right. Hooch. I'm not uh, Mrs. Hooch. 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 Yeah, Professor Hooch. Yeah. Um, yeah, because she is actually born in the United States. Okay. Uh, but yeah. she's made. But she's a big British actress because she moved there when she was younger, and that's where she's grown up. And then, of course, Emma Watson. Uh, she was born in France, but she was obviously raised in in England. So um, yeah, yeah, it was really interesting. That definitely thing. for the kids, I think that was an, an important thing. I think yeah. some of the adults, maybe you know, they could have gotten away. I mean, obviously Richard Harris, but they. Although you know he's he's still from you know the United Kingdom, but uh, True. but uh, you know the the kids, I think the kids would have had a really hard time, you know, with yeah. you know the accent situation and all I'm that. I'm so glad they actually used the same kids. Oh, the same? You mean keeping? Oh, keeping yeah. The I, same I, I, it would have just been to me to me just crazy if they had had to switch, you know, yeah. Yeah. At, at all. I mean, I mean, fortunately, they really, I think, they got lucky with the the cast in terms of and we're you know it's hard not to talk about this first movie without talking about the, yeah, the, how how things all worked out for them in a yeah. way but i think they got lucky with the fact that they got got especially with the guys and even even emma emma but uh that they didn't get someone who grew a lot like you know ron does a little bit but you know what i mean like yeah. they, they still ended up seeming like the characters in the books you yeah. know, they they didn't get like super big or, or just you know their their For size the part, got. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, because you know, because Ron technically is is long and gangly in the books, and right uh, Rupert isn't. You know, he's well, he's taller than Harry, which made it good because he was always taller than Harry. Yeah, I just uh, mean that they still seem to fit their characters even as time yeah. went on. They got pretty lucky about you know, that. Emma was a, a little bit too pretty to be Hermione. You think so? Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Even yeah, the, in, he, even in the early in the early well, no, movies, I agree. Or, or, in, the, or, in the in the beginning movies, no. But in like the fourth one, where she's dressed up for the Yule Ball, yeah. But and, I, I and she I, comes walking down the stairs, and you're supposed. I don't to think she was ever really considered to be like you know unattractive in the books. That I uh, you know she was more of a plain Jane in the books. Yeah, I, it's all you know. You know, as they said in Star Trek, beauty is in the behind the beholder. <laughs> so I mean, it, it's all it's all relative. Of course, of course. And, and uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I still, you know, obviously, you know, I think I've never heard anyone who who has said, you know, anybody that that likes this stuff or these books or these movies that said, oh my gosh, you know, I wish they would have gotten somebody else to play, you know. Harry Potter or Hermione or any, yeah. you know, I, I well, just think you, they you just haven't scoured the internets well enough because there are <laughs> there's plenty of websites out there. Well, then those people just need to get over it. <laughs> they do. You're I, right. I, yes. I guess it's it, to me. I, I from from the this first movie and it, like I said, I read the first book. That's all I had read, and I yeah. saw the first movie, and I just thought it was like just. You know, I've I've read a lot of books and, and seen a lot of movies and read a lot of books that were turned into movies. And and this has got to be, for me at least, one of the most spot-on casting jobs and adaptations to me that they've that anyone's ever done to me. No, and I, I, agree. I and, and for people to, to hear that just disappoints me. I'm like, really, people? <laughs> yeah, just... I mean, you know, you you know, fans they can be so well. Funny. I do, you know, but Harry but I... Harry Potter has green eyes. 
Yeah, well, the eye, the eye thing, I read about that. You know, I read the I read the thing. I think, I don't know if it was on the document, you know, that we've been sharing about this. But, yes, it but, is. But the, you know, the thing about, yeah, they were going to use contacts and and, uh, and and they didn't, you know, they didn't, didn't work, work very good well. You know, he, he was having trouble with the contacts. Yeah. So, um, so that didn't work. And they were going to, like, mess up uh, Emma's teeth, right? They were going to yeah. give her, like, some kind of thing to make her teeth look funny or whatever. Yep, because she's supposed buck to have teeth really or whatever. Teeth. Yep. Yeah. But I, but you know, I'm like, really, it doesn't, you know. Uh, I agree with you. I'm totally with you. I mean, I yeah. just, those are such minor little details of the character for the overall character that they got right. Yeah. You know, the attitude and the personality, and you know, just the presence of that character. Well, I look at it this way. You know, when I see this kind of stuff and think about this, I, I think about it like, um, like theater, for example. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like live theater and people that have performed certain plays like uh, like a Shakespeare play or something like that. And all these different actors and actresses have played certain parts. Well, you know, they don't all look exactly like the characters were described to have played parts like this, you know, throughout time. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? I mean, that's what's called, you know, you got to use your imagination. That's acting a little bit. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes people get a little too caught up in the in the details, details. without without yeah. the looking at it as a whole a little I, bit and I uh, totally agree with you yeah I just was so impressed you know I I, I I you know I just was so happy after this first movie came out with just how great a job they did I, I'm I was just just blown away so yeah, uh, yeah. so let's, the uh, let's go jump ahead. in and let's start talking about the movie let's start with the, the very beginning the uh, you mean the actually the the plot or yeah. the, the beginning yeah. of the movie or did you want to talk anything more about the background? We talked about I guess the director Chris Columbus. The yeah, writer. he was he was a great pick I thought for for working with the kids. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, we we got the script. And uh, he, he he's the reason why the the movie was so close to the novel because he really wanted to do a faithful adaptation. Yeah, how about the how about where it was filmed? Do we want to say that here at the, this point? It was, it was filmed uh, in the UK, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, it was filmed all over, all over yeah. the UK. But I mean, the bulk of it, like Le- Pinewood Studios, or, yeah, or Levinson, Levinson Studios. Okay, is where, okay, is where they 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 did it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, yeah, we might as well let's jump into the uh, jump into the movie proper itself. So. Um, so again, you know, one of the things that impressed me about it is how much it's faithful to the book, and it starts out right at the very beginning, where where uh, Dumbledore and McGonagall and Hagrid are taking Harry to stay with his um, his yeah, relatives. His yeah. his it's his it's his the mom's Dursley. the Dursleys, right? His mom's sister, yes, right, and her yeah. husband and their and their jerk of a son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dudley. Dudley. But, but he doesn't, I mean, he's just a, a victim of circumstances. Yeah. He's, you come to find out. In the I suppose. Books. Well, I mean, his parents are terrible. So yes, you, and that's why he is it, the way he is. If you have parents that are terrible, you turn into a terrible kid. Like watching it again today, you know, he's it's his, it's his birthday. And oh, he's so like, oh, there's only 37 presents and I had 38 last year or whatever. So horrible. How many are there? 36. Counted them myself. 36? But last year, last year I had 37! Yes, well, well, some of them are quite a bit bigger than last year. I don't care how big they are! No, 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 no. This is what we're going to do. He said, when we go out, we're going to buy you two new presents. How's that, Pumpkin? I'm like, really? Really, buddy? (laughs) Man, if I had a kid like that, you know. But I I think that's why I don't have a kid like that, because my 
kids would never think like that. You wouldn't but, raise them that way, yeah. yeah. Well, it's just, I think, you know, I've always told people, you know, kids are a complete reflection of the parents, like you just, you know, you basically are saying. So, I mean, if, if, if the parents are a certain way, the kids are going to pick up on that. I said, I've always told people, you know, you don't really have to, like, teach kids. They just pick up on what you're doing. Yeah. And, and you cannot teach them something that you don't live you know, one way or the other, for good or for bad. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Lynn, we, we saw my sons over the holidays. You know, we haven't they, – they are out of the house now, but, you know, she's just always telling me how, how much, especially my older son, is just like me. So um, yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, so, yeah, kids are exactly just, – just they pick up, you know. But, I mean, yeah, and, and so they – you know, Harry gets all the letters start to come, right, to go to yeah, – uh, to go to Hogwarts. Actually, yeah, there's a little difference from the book in – the book actually goes into the Dursley's back life a little bit. Yes, there's, uh, a, there's it actually, it quite like a bit. It starts like the day before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scene that actually starts the movie with us following the Dursley's. Uh, just to kind of get an idea of what these people are like, which obviously they, in the movie, it's one line that McGonagall says. Albus, do you really think it's safe leaving him with these people? I've watched them all day. They're the worst sort of muggles imaginable. Yeah, she's she's in her little cat form, and yeah. she's been kind of spying on him, right? Yeah, and, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the entire day. But yeah, then the letters start coming. And, it, I mean, the letters are, like, perfect. This is almost verbatim from the book, you know, constantly. And there's actually a deleted scene. I don't know if you've seen a deleted scene where um, um, Mrs. Dursley, Dursley is getting them in the eggs. And she's cracking eggs. Oh, in the eggs. Okay. And there's letters inside all the eggs. That's funny. Yeah, which is, was cut out of the theatrical release, but it is. they did film it. Um, yeah, and, and basically, you know, he's trying to... They know about Harry Potter. I mean, they know that that oh, uh, you know her sister had, you know, her sister had these abilities, you know, and and Mary, oh yeah, then you mean the Dursleys? They're aware yeah, the, the Dursleys are aware oh, yeah. of it, and and they're yeah. trying to keep Harry from that. Yeah, and they keep tearing up the letters. He tries to block them from coming and all, and yeah. but of course, eventually they 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 run off to like a little like out in the country place on a. It almost it's looks a, like an island. Hut on the Rock. Yeah. The name of it. And <laughs> what's funny the, is that's the actually like the second place because they go to a hotel first. Oh, uh, yeah, in yeah. In the books. Yeah. In the books. That's another difference. And everything is everything that they changed or truncated was just for timing purposes and it doesn't make a huge factor in the movie. Sure. Like, yeah. you know, so they went to a hotel first before the letters started following him there. And then, they, and then he goes to, you know, they go to the shack on the rocks. Um, and the letters start, you know, so it's just, a, they just cut out little bits and pieces just to move the story along. Cause you don't yep. need to see the letters, you know, it's just, we had got, we got the idea that they'll be able to find them wherever they go. You know, even on the hut on the rock, they're still finding them. Um, yeah. And then uh, obviously Hagrid shows up. Yep. Shows up in person cause those letters aren't getting to him. So, you know, something's up. Excuse me. Who are you? Rubius Hagrid. Keeper of keys and grounds at Hogwarts. Of course, you'll know all about Hogwarts. Sorry, no. No? Blimey, Harry, didn't you ever wonder where your mum and dad learned it all? Learned what? You're a wizard, Harry. I'm a what? A wizard. And a thumping good one, I'd wager, once you trade up a little. Yep. 
yep, he shows up and uh, and then he gets Harry, tells Harry exactly, you know, I, I, I love Hagrid. He's probably one of my favorite characters yeah. just because, especially in this first movie, he has such a nice relationship with the kids. Yeah. And he's always saying stuff like, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. You know, he's like, <laughs> oh, because he's just so, like, honest. Yeah. He's, ju- he's just so straightforward, and I always yeah. appreciate that with people. Yeah, and the Robbie Coltrane is great. And you know J.K. Rowling actually picked him to be Hagrid. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. He, so, he's he's another perfect choice oh, he for, was perfect. for yeah. him. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Hagrid gets uh, Harry all set. You know, they, they, um, they go to Diagon Alley. Harry learns he's basically rich. <laughs> you yep. know, he's he's got all yep. this money from. Uh, I, for, go ahead. Yeah, one one of my favorite scenes is when he walks into the Leaky Cauldron for the first time, and people realize who. Oh, they realize they recognize him. Yes. Right. Bless my soul, it's Harry Potter. Welcome back, Mister Potter. Welcome back. Doris Crockford, Mr. Potter, I can't believe I'm meeting you at last. Harry Potter, can't tell you how pleased I am to meet you. Hello, Professor. I didn't see you there. Harry, this is Professor Quirrell. He'll be your defense against the dark arts teacher at Hogwarts. Oh, nice to meet you. Fearfully fascinating subject. Not that you need it, eh, Potter? <laughs> Yes, well, must be going now. <clears throat> Lots to buy. <laughs> Goodbye. And yes. he's like, he can't get out without shaking people's hands and then patting them on the back. And, and he has not a clue what's going on. Yeah, that he is a good scene. He doesn't know the story yet. You know, he doesn't know what's going on. Yes. He's just kind of trying to get him through there. And it's where we meet Professor Quirrell for the first time. Yes, he's in the. He's in there. He looks all. He's he's stuttering, if I yep. remember right. Yeah, he, he's yep. the. You know, he, he's he's, he's all nervous and, uh, yeah, and he's the he's the uh, the the this year's uh, professor uh, teacher against the dark arts uh, yep. teacher. Yeah, defense against the dark arts. <laughs> or defense. Of, yeah, that's what I meant. They, yeah. But anyway, yeah, and uh, and then they go through all the different shops and and I wanted to slide in here too. So. You have gone to what is this uh, Harry Potter themed? Uh, oh yeah, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Orlando, e- Florida. Exactly. Yeah, right. I've only been to the first the first one. They opened up a second one recently uh, in the other park across the hall, across the way from Universal. So, so tell tell everybody you know a little bit about what it's what it's like there. Isn't it basically a lot of Diagon Alley? Uh, they have kind of it's, r- it's recreated. Actually, it's Diagon Alley. It's Hogsmeade. In okay. The, in the first park, the original is Hogsmeade. Right. The so second it's, park is yeah. Diagon Alley. Okay. And you can take the Hogwarts Express from one. Ah, uh, yeah, the Hogwarts Express. Of yeah. course, you've got to yeah. take that. So. Um, uh, so, but I went. I went to Hogsmeade. And okay. It's just if you're a Harry Potter fan, you're just you're in heaven. Yeah. I mean, it looks exactly like it. You're drinking. Did you say you're in there. Hogsmeade heaven? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, it was amazing. So much fun. I yeah. spent uh, three whole days, and you can really do that section of the park. Is all it is is a it's islands of adventure. So there's like a Marvel section, and there's a Jurassic Park section, you know, various Universal properties, um, which obviously Marvel isn't owned by Universal, but that's beside the point. Um, and then the Harry Potter section you can probably do within like three four hours. Uh huh. But I yeah. I was there from morning till night. Just hanging out, and I'd sit at the gallery and watch people, and 
it was just a it was just a fun fun experience. Yeah, and the so so back into the, into the movie. So they go through all the different shops. I love the the scene where Harry goes into the the Olivanders, Olivanders, Ol- yeah, Olivanders, right yeah. for his wand. And uh, what's his what's his name? John Hurt, right? Yep. Is pl- John plays Mister Mister Olivander. Right, right. The providing wands to the wizarding world since like like BC, like yeah. three hundred yeah. BC. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Uh, so he he you know he gives all these different wands and the you know the cool thing about that in in the book and in the movie is the wand is sort of like it's not like you just go in there and you're picking out a bicycle it, there's yeah. sort of like this relationship and and he brings a couple of different wands out to Harry and you know Harry tries to use them and bad things kind of happen and it's, yeah. yeah he obviously he realizes these aren't the right wands for Harry and then he yep. finally finds one this one wand and a you know as time goes on these the the wand stuff becomes a lot more important oh, yeah. especially in the later books yeah well but, Ollivander always says you know the wand chooses its owner it's not like yeah and he he it. makes this comment in here which you know you don't maybe know at the time as much but he he comments about this feather that's in the uh the, the feather the phoenix yeah. feather right that's in the wand that's part of the wand and built into the wand uh yeah. there's a there's a, a twin or the only other feather yep is 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 basically Voldemort. It's got it. Oops, I said his name. Uh oh. <laughs> so uh, he, he doesn't scare us. Yeah, he doesn't scare <laughs> us. So uh, curious, very curious. Sorry, but what's curious? I remember every wand I've ever sold, Mister Potter. It so happens that the Phoenix whose tail feather resides in your wand, gave another feather. Just one other. It is curious that you should be destined for this wand when its brother gave you that scar. And who owned that wand? We do not speak his name. The wand chooses the wizard, Mr. Potter. It's not always clear why, but I think it is clear that we can expect great things from you. After all, he who must not be named did great things. Terrible. Uh, so yeah, that's interesting how they there's this parallel between and this runs through all and again it's very hard you know you well, that's can't what talk. I love I love watching these movies now or reading the books now because of that, all that yeah because yeah. I know so much and you're like oh my god this is the beginning oh my god yeah. I can't believe this well is. they go to the zoo thing and then and he and you know Harry's talking to the snake yeah you know the snake and the thing and, yep. and, and yeah and and, and Dudley so you know whatever he falls so in there with cool. the snake <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah all the stuff that you know now it just enriches the rereads or the rewatches yeah. yeah you know and that's what I love about the story is that I can keep going back and just watching it and finding more and more little details every time I read it or every time I watch it yeah you know, definitely. Hints. So he, he uh, so they make their way. They make their way to to the uh, platform. Uh, Hagrid has to leave, so Harry's kind of on his own, and he runs into he runs into the Weasley family. The Weasleys, yeah, yeah. Here, 
time to Hogwarts as well. Now, all you've got to do is walk straight at the wall between platforms 9 and 10. Best do it at a bit of a run if you're nervous. Good luck. See, the only thing that I had wished had happened there, which I find kind of interesting, is um, none of them, like, when he's in when he's in the pub place, you know, none of them recognize Harry Potter. Well, he in, in, yeah, you're right. They don't. Yeah. They, not that they, they necessarily should, you know, yeah. exactly. I mean, I'm not so sure what, you know, it's not like that scar glows in the dark or something like that. You know, he's yeah, this little boy. Yeah, uh, hiding it, you know, yeah. he's just a regular boy. Yeah, um, and, and maybe because he's with Hagrid, maybe the, the, the people earlier maybe kind of that clued him in a little bit, possibly. But Well, because Hagrid even says, you know, oh, I'm taking young Harry to get his school supplies. Oh, yeah, right. You know, and then all of a sudden... That's why they knew it was Harry Potter. But, I mean, in the book, the Weasleys, they do know it's Harry. I um, thought so, yeah. 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 Not, not initially. Not when Mrs. Weasley's helping him. No, find. no, not there at the once platform. Once they're on the platform. Later. Yeah, once they're on the platform later, Ron, uh, you know, it's the same introduction. He finds out. He goes into the room with them. And, oh, my God, you're Harry Potter. And he goes back and he tells his mom. And that's when Ginny's like, oh, I want to see him. I want to see him. And she's like, you already saw him out on the you know, on the platform. You don't yeah. See him again. He yep. doesn't need to be a spectacle. And she realizes, and you kind of feel, you get some compassion with, with Molly Weasley. She's like, oh, well, no wonder he didn't know how to get on the platform. And no wonder, you know, he looks so scared. And not right. Well, I love the Weasleys. And they, they become very, you know, key oh, and, 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 and very good to Harry as time goes yeah. on throughout the They're movies. and the and, family. Yeah. And throughout the movies and the books. Yeah. And, and all that, so yeah, so they're they're great, and yeah. and then obviously he becomes you know his best friend turn you know Ron and and everything. Well, then they become and, a son-in-law. I think it's funny about the yeah exactly right by the end, uh, but the I think it's funny and this I like you were talking about the pre the foreshadowing of stuff a little bit. Uh-huh. Although I think I've read that that uh, J.K. Rowling she didn't necessarily have who was going to end up with who decided at the very beginning but there's so much in this first movie where ron's like talking about uh hermione like you know like she's nuts she's she's mental she's mental you know and 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 there's this great line in the first one where uh you know she says i'm going back to my room now before before you two get me killed Or, or even, even worse, worse, get me yeah. tossed out of like you know, get me expelled. Like, expelled. and then Ron says like that she's got to get her priorities sort sorted yeah. out. Like, like for Hermione, you know, being thrown out of the of the school is worse than worse than, death. than being de- being killed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she'd rather be killed than thrown out of the school. It's so, awesome. uh, yeah. so yeah, but I love all the stuff with you know how there's this 
you know, kind of, you know, they, they all like each other. I think it's obvious, you know, they're they're friends, but yeah. but Ron's just like she's crazy, you know. Well, yeah, but they're and, not really they don't they don't really get along with Hermione at the beginning of that. Well, well, she's know. so it's yeah, not to it, the troll. Right, and 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 they. I think by the end of it, they definitely are a team, and and oh, yeah. and, and definitely tight, and 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 that. But yeah, you're you're definitely right about that, and and you know she's kind of you know she's the she's, she's like the teacher's pet, you know, yes. a little bit, and the know it all, and and the the fact that uh, it's hard for her, you know. I, one of the things I, I I couldn't recall until I just watched it again. They don't make as much of a deal out of it, I don't think, in this first movie. Maybe it comes up more often, but the whole thing that she's from uh, Muggle Parents. No, that's nothing in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's they, not in the book either. Yeah, and, yeah. and I, I I guess I had forgotten that that doesn't really come up very much. Book two uh, is when she's called a mudblood. Yeah, whole... right, where they introduce where she's really yeah. sort of ostracized a little bit. Yes. So, um, yeah. So yeah. they've gotten themselves, the, you know, they're all there together. They take the train ride. They eat all the. Harry pulls out his his money. You know they they you know they yeah, they get the whole awesome. they get all the, the cart full of food. Yep. And candy basically, and uh, the chocolate frogs and the and the and the jelly beans of all the different flavors and. He bought every flavor beans. Yes. Yep. Yes. I mean, that, well, what what a, what a great thing to have in in these movies to me is is a lot of that stuff just because it's like, hey, there's things we can make and sell Marketing. too. That's yeah, right. exactly. I've got every flavor beans. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, we all have, right? You know, I've got a bunch of wands over here. You know, it's like you know, yep. there's all all kinds of cool stuff. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they get to to Hogwarts, which mm-hmm. which is fantastic. You know, again, it's gorgeous. Just. Just looks so much. The Great Hall, especially. I love all the stuff in the Great Hall. Uh, you know, all the throughout the movie, they go through all the different like holidays and seasons. Yeah. And you know, all the way they change it for those times. Halloween with the floating jack o' lanterns yep. and, and Christmas, Christmas Hagrid's and, pulling yeah. in the the. It, it's just great. I just love all that. Yeah. Uh, one of the coolest things about about most of these, although they started to change that she started to change that in some of the books but you know you got to see that in in most of the books kind of had that sort of pattern of you know a year at the school a year yeah, at the that's school how the changing of the seasons is how we would know time was going by exactly yeah, yeah. And, it, yeah. and it works good with the school because that kind of affects the school term like you know hey there's yeah. the holiday like we're on or every you know people are on the holiday kind of you know times right now as we record this uh, podcast, but uh, you know it shows it's a good marker for the films and for the books. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, let's, see, let's get back into the story. So then they're sorted, which is one thing I missed about the movies that I enjoyed in the books was the Sorting Hat song because every year it does a song. Um, oh yeah, right. They didn't, they didn't do that in the movie. They no uh, song, no singing for, for the time hat. reason. Yeah, they just truncated it down. Um, and, uh, you know, everyone's sorted into their appropriate houses. Yeah, you I know, think it's interesting how, how, like, some of them, the minute the hat's practically near their head. Well, you that's, know, yeah, that's Draco. Like, yeah, Gryffindor. Or, or well, <laughs> I think with it. Ron, I think they did it pretty quick, too. Or, or, he just, well, Ron, the hat's like, oh, well, you know, another Weasley. Oh, that's right. He do. says that. That's right. Yeah. You but know, the whole yeah. thing with Harry Potter is, like, you know, this whole long back. Of course, he's the, he's the big, you know, star yeah. of the show, but... Yeah. It's like, are you sure you don't want to be in Slytherin? You yeah. sure? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. 
Difficult, very difficult. Plenty of courage, I see. Not a bad mind either. There's talent, oh yes, and a thirst to prove yourself. But where to put you? Not Slytherin. Not Slytherin. Not Slytherin, eh? Are you sure? You could be great, you know. It's all here in your head. And Slytherin will help you on the way to greatness. There's no doubt about that. No? Please. Well, if you're sure, better be Gryffindor! Yeah, and what's funny, you know, in the book, it's all happening in his head. Him saying, not Slytherin, not Slytherin. Obviously, in the movie, they can't do that. So he's saying it out loud. Yeah. I'm assuming people aren't hearing him. You know, maybe he's yeah, that's a different. I mean, they never. You don't really see the audience react to that. No. no. So, so it's 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 only they just show Harry in the hat, basically. Yes, so uh, talking to each other. So yeah, but of course, the, all the the trio, the, the you know, they all end up uh, in in Gryffindor together, which yep. which makes sense and is good, of course. And yep. And then, um, and then now, yeah. Now, then, really quick, while we're talking about the houses, what house would you be sorted into? Who me? Yes, you. Uh, you know, I don't really know enough about the other ones. I guess I'd always thought, thought or hoped I'd be in, in Gryffindor, but I mean, uh, what, what was the, what are the, the, like, characteristics of the other two? Gryffindor is your brave. Okay. Ravenclaw, you're smart. Uh, Hufflepuff is your good and your kind and just. And Slytherin is your ambitious. See, so why in the world did they put Hermione not in Ravenclaw then? Well, you find out that she had the choice and she chose Gryffindor. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, because Harry, you know, obviously has a choice with Slytherin or Gryffindor and he chose Gryffindor. And right. Had the same. Yeah. Or maybe yeah, I don't she know. says, she I says know. that, you know, the hat considered me for, for Ravenclaw, but. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah I, don't know. I, I already knew I'd be in Hufflepuff. Yeah, just being yeah. just and kind, and you know, you're the all-around good person. Yeah, I probably would have ended up. I, you know, at least in the school times for me, I probably, you know, I'd like to think of myself more like the, you know, the Gryffindor, you know, hero type or whatever. But, well, but I, it, truthfully, I probably would have been in the school time would have been more the smarty pants one. Would have probably been a Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw, yeah. Yeah. Although I might have been like Hermione and like, oh no, no, I, I, I know I'm smart, but I want to still be in Gryffindor or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, just necessarily it doesn't mean just because you're in Gryffindor or you're in Ravenclaw doesn't mean you can't be brave. Or you sure. can't be conniving, sure. or you can't be, you know, it's just, it's more the dominant trait in you. Yeah, I don't know. I if knew you're... I would be Hufflepuff. That I'm very happy to. I'm very proud Hufflepuff person. Have you have you ever read any or watched the? Well, they only did one movie so far. But have you ever read those Divergent books at all? I you have know not, about those, no. but they, they kind of have a similar theme in that where people are put into different groups. It's oh, this. Gotcha. It, it's more of a society thing. I, I well, I'm not going to spin off because because we got lots to talk about for Harry Potter. <laughs> but 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 they, that that sort of idea of of. It's sort of in the in I guess supposed to be somewhat in the future, and people are are sorted into different um, different areas depending on what they think they're suited yeah. for. Yeah. You know, and it, it kind of follows that a little bit. But so yeah, they're sorted out. They, uh, you know, they get in Gryffindor, 
And then we get into, you know, their classes. Yep. We meet Snape. We meet some of the other professors. Yeah, uh, Alan Rickman was JK's choice for Snape. Oh, just so great. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just so great throughout the whole, all the movies. Yeah. That's one of the greatest things about this these movies is just, you know, they, they did such a great casting job. And then these people, for the most part, we have a, a couple exceptions, you know, unfortunately with Richard Harris. Yeah. You know. He passed away, but, uh, but, you know, for the, you know, 99% of them all, you know, we're all through and yeah, I just, you know, he was great as, as Snape. I mean, yeah. just, Love just so, him. yeah. And, 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 and truthfully, and as the books went on and as you learn further and further on, he, he isn't really a bad guy. And that's what's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you I go, mean, like I said, it's one of those things you go back and you rewatch it now and you see these little things that he was doing. Yeah. And you're realizing, and, oh, well, he was doing that to help. He's not exactly the nicest person around. Oh, no. He's, yeah. <laughs> but, but in a way, it was good because, you know, he pushed Harry a lot of times throughout these movies and books. And, and I think it, 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 it helped Harry learn what he needed to learn. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, he's just great. I mean, you know, as, as uh, I think everyone, uh, although, like you said, you, you found places, I'm sure they've got somebody else picked out there for Snape. <laughs> Although I'm just reading here, let's see, uh, Tim Roth was the original choice, but turned it down? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, he turned it down for Planet of the Apes. Well, there's a mistake. Wasn't that, I know, I love those little <laughs> things like that. I'm like, oops. That's the Mark Wahlberg Planet of the Apes. Oh, terrible yeah. movie. Yeah. Oh, it just, uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, great uh, group. We got John Cleese in here as Nearly Headless Nick. Uh, you already mentioned Robbie Coltrane. Uh, Warwick Davis is, is, uh, Dame Maggie Smith. Oh yes. Dame Maggie Smith as McGonagall. Ian Hart, Professor Quirrell. And as I was watching this movie again, what else has he been in? Cause man, he, he just looks familiar to me. And I, for some reason I just like could not figure I, out. I don't have a clue. I'm just going to quick go, go ahead and you continue with the story. I'm just going to look real okay. quick and see what else he what else he's done that I, <laughs> it was bugging me as I watched this thing. Yeah. Oh, he's done a lot of British stuff, of course. Yeah. Any minute um, day Wonderland. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So anyway. yeah, so the story continues. Another one of the bigger scenes is the Halloween scene with the troll. Yes. Um, yes, where Hermione's uh, and, and she's in a bathroom and then yeah. they're all they, they all hear this troll is in the dungeon. Yeah. And, they all, they, uh, and the reason Hermione's in the bathroom is because Ron was mean to her earlier in the day. Yes. She's been in there crying. So they kind of feel, well, Harry kind of feels guilty. I don't know about Ron. Um, and what's funny is in the book, the troll is in the hallway and it goes into the girl's bathroom. They lock it in there and they're like, oh, we caught the troll. He's trapped in the girl's restroom. And they realize that Hermione's in there with him. Yeah. They're so trying. they have to debate, do they go back and help her? Which obviously they do. Yeah, um, but in the movie they just rush in to help. And, yeah, uh, I think it works pretty good in the movie. I oh, mean, yeah. they you know they they do a good job with that. You know, they 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 get the troll sort of almost somewhat, um, not the best way, but I mean for for three <laughs> first years they 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 able they're able to knock the troll out and yes. and save Hermione and uh, it you know the this bathroom's pretty with, pretty destroyed. Yeah, but this uh, is where they bond because Hermione actually takes the blame. It's my fault, Professor McGonagall. I went looking for the troll. I read about them and thought I could handle it. But I was wrong. If Harry and Ron hadn't come and found me, I'd probably be dead. 
be that as it may, it was an extremely foolish thing to do. I would have expected more rational behaviour on your part, and I'm very disappointed in you, Miss Granger. Five points will be taken from Gryffindor for your serious lack of judgment. As for you two gentlemen, well, I just hope you realise how fortunate you are. Not many first-year students could take on a fully-grown mountain troll and live to tell the tale. Five points will be awarded to each of you. For sheer dumb luck. Yes, exactly. She takes the blame, you know, so she loses points from Gryffindor, but then they get points for taking the troll out. So, yes, yeah. So they're so technically it, up five points. Because yeah, right, yeah. Um, and then that's when they just kind of have a mutual respect for each other. Uh, and that's when they, that's actually the beginning of their their true friendship, the three of them. Yeah, yeah. They become, uh, you know, a tight team for, uh, for you know, from then on, basically. Yeah. So. Yeah. Not too long after that, you know, the, there's a couple other things. I mean, at this point, you know, there's the Quidditch part of it, you know. Oh, they, yeah, the whole they, uh, Oh, yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, because um, Harry is there during flight school. They're, they're practicing how to ride brooms. Yeah. And uh, Neville gets hurt, of course, because that's Neville. Neville gets hurt all the time, yes. yes. He's, yeah. um, and while Mrs. Hooch is taking him to the, the nurse, Malcolm, uh, Malcolm, Malfoy finds the, uh, Neville's remember all and takes it, and Harry obviously wants to give it, get it back so he can give it to Neville, and then this uh, this kind of they do a little chase around on their yeah, brooms, yeah, yeah, chase, and then uh, uh, Draco winds up throwing it, and uh, Harry like zooms off after it and grabs it just in the nick of time before it hits McGonagall's window, mm-hmm. and of course McGonagall's standing there watching this dumbfounded. And yeah, and then that that leads her to take uh, Harry to yes. uh, to the head. Uh, what to what's Wood. his name? Wood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some yeah. of these guys have weird strange. I agree. I know. Wood. Right. He is the keeper. He's the keeper. Right. The keeper. But but uh, McGonagall tells him tells Wood that I, f- yes. I found you a I found seeker. You a seeker. Right. Because she sees how how quick and how yes. uh, you know how good. And, yeah. Right. So Harry, you know, without not a lot of training, you know, is able to catch this remember no all, which is at all. Yeah. Which is like not that much different in size from the seeker and then from, uh, uh yeah, so then yeah. yeah first year here student ends up on the on the quidditch uh, gryffindor quidditch team which is pretty amazing and then he learns his father you know had been a seeker as well quidditch is great best game there is and you'll be great too but i've never even played quidditch what if i make a fool of myself you won't make a fool of yourself it's in your blood Tell me your father was a seeker too. I didn't know. And then they they uh, then one night Ron and Harry and Hermione found uh, they find the the Cerberus dog right the three headed dog right yes they uh, the stairs the start kind... changing on them um, and that's different because again in the book it's actually a duel that Draco threatens Harry with and they decide that they're going to duel at night and so. Um, Neville, who's locked out because he can't get in because the oh yeah the, yeah the girl the woman is gone from the painting, so he can't get in. So he joins them and they go to where they're supposed to meet Draco, and it was a setup. And Filch is there, and they go running for their lives, and that's when they run into the three-headed dog by mistake. In the movie, it's a little different. It's just again, Filch is kind of on their. 
trail. And they, it's only three. It's only Ron, Hermione, and uh, Harry who see the dog. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, and but then, we, we get introduced to Fluffy. Yeah, Fluffy. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got to have a name, you know. <laughs> I, I love Hagrid, you know. He just, yeah. he gives these, he gives these, you know, crazy, you know. Yeah. yeah, these crazy creatures, dragons, <laughs> and three-headed huge dogs, these names like Fluffy. Yeah, and yeah. Norbert and... Yeah, Norbert, uh, Norbert, right, yeah. the dragon, yeah. yeah. So, so they're, so yeah, they they find out the dog. They they kind of, you know, pretty, pretty soon through Hagrid and other things, they they put together the um, the fact that this guard is dogging, or this get this dog, the dog is guarding something. You yes. know, yeah, they saw the trap. Well, Hermione saw the trap. Uh, door on the ground. yeah, the dog is basically laying on top of this big trap door, right? Yeah. So um, yeah. So um, so then there's a Christmas scene, which I, I really liked. I loved the fact that Harry comes down. And he's so surprised that he has gifts. Happy Christmas, Harry. Happy Christmas, Ron. What are you wearing? Oh, Mum made it. Looks like you got one too. I've got presents. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, because he yeah. never gets gifts from the Dursleys, and you just feel so bad for him. And he's so excited. This is his first Christmas to actually get Christmas presents. Um, obviously, he gets a... a, a Which a I can't even, like, imagine, you know, especially after the last, you know, last week or so. And uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, gosh, how I, what kind? How mean of a person can, you know, wow. How horrible. He's 11 years old, and he's excited. He's, getting <laughs> he's living under Christmas. the stairs. <laughs> it's horrible, I know. Uh, no, wonder, gets, no wonder he was always fairly short. So. Yes, I know. Thank goodness. Yeah, thank um, goodness. Yeah, uh, he wound up um, getting a Weasley sweater because Mrs. Weasley always makes sweaters for everybody. And then he gets a gift that, from a mysterious person that says, uh, this was left in my possession and uh, you know, use it well. Right, it, right. Come to find out it's the invisibility cloak. Right. Which plays a huge role in the movie series, in the book series. Yes, um, yes. Pretty yeah. handy, uh, pretty handy when, especially when you're always sneaking around places to have a, yes. have a yes. little cloak that can make you invisible, yeah. Yes, but I love the fact that it's a Deathly Hallow, and yes. no idea that it is a Deathly Hallow. It's Death's Cloak. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is just, like I said, I just, that's my favorite part about watching, rewatching these things. Uh huh. It's just all the really cool, oh my God, that's Death Cloak, and we don't know that for another five books. Yeah. You know? It's just this, oh, it's just this cool thing he gets. It's just a this... really cool invisibility cloak. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So, um, so now that they have that, now they can, um, of course, as Rico mentioned earlier, Hagrid's always doing the slip of the tongue. Yeah, and oh, I shouldn't he, have said that. Oh, I yes, probably, probably he, shouldn't have said that. He mentioned Nicholas Flamel. And so yes. now they have a name. So now they're associating what's in that, you know, being guarded. Must yeah, have, must Hermione have to do with pulls out this, format. you know, monster book and says, yeah, I was just doing some light reading. Oh, I love You know, it's yeah. like, blimey, yeah. light reading. In, it's not in the, that's not in the book. No, no. I, in I the could... book, it's on the card, on the, on the chocolate card. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, they the find Dumbledore it. It's, it's a famous uh, wizard on there, right? Yeah, yeah, it's Dumbledore. And Dumbledore yes. worked with Nicholas Flamel. Right. And that's how they find the name. And that's when Hermione brings out the giant book and says, yep. oh, Nicholas Flamel and, you know, his wife, Peregrine, or whatever her name is. And um, and then they find out it's the Philosopher's Stone or the Sorcerer's Stone. Yes. Um, and then there's another really cool scene, which I really liked, was the Mirror of Ezred. Right. Yeah. Uh, one thing I was going to ask at this point or say, too, do they learn at that point from the book – 
trying to remember. I just watched this, but I mean, when do they learn what the the stone is all about? What it can do? Is it? It's in the book there at that point, right? It's like it can restore life or keep you yes. immortal. Yeah, it's in the book. Right? Yeah, yeah it, it's in that book, right? We yeah. don't we don't know that Voldemort wants it yet. But we no, know. no, we don't. Right? Yeah, not not that know part it, exactly. It, it gives but, long life and can make gold. That's what. A, a right? Yeah, and it can make gold too, which yes. is helpful if you're going to live a long time. You can have yes. lots of money. So. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. Yeah. So then we 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 find the mirror of Azerad, and I have it written down here. Do you have it on your notes? What about the, uh, the inscription? Uh, I don't have it handy, no. Oh, Go ahead, read it. I was going to make you read it, because it's like very <laughs> difficult. Uh, let's see. It's Erezed Strada Uru Atu Ud Kafu Atu An Worshi. Well, that's pretty good. And it's inscribed, it's an inscription backwards, which says, I show you your face, but your heart's desire. Yes. That is inscripted on the mirror of Ezred, which Ezred is obviously desire backwards. Right, um, so the and the mirror basically is going to show you your heart's desire, yes, basically. Yes, right. And I love that he gets to see his parents for the very first time. Right, because that's all he. And in the book, it's actually his whole family, like generations of Potters. Ah, yes, it's not just his mom and it's his dad. It's not just his mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah. But um, and you know, and then uh, and of course he gets addicted to it, as most men do. Um, and then finally Dumbledore steps in and says, "We're going to move it. Please don't try to find it." You know, men have wasted away or gone mad, uh, staring into the mirror. Back again, Harry? I see that you, like so many before you, have discovered the delights of the mirror of Arisette. I trust by now you realize what it does. Let me give you a clue. The happiest man on earth would look into the mirror and see only himself, exactly as he is. So then it shows us what we want, whatever we want. Yes, and no. It shows us nothing more or less than the deepest and most desperate desires of our hearts. Now you, Harry, who have never known your family, you see them standing beside you. But remember this, Harry. This mirror gives us neither knowledge or truth. Men have wasted away in front of it, even gone mad. That is why tomorrow it will be moved to a new home. And I must ask you, not to go looking for it again. It does not do to dwell on dreams, Harry, and forget to live. Like that, I just like that whole little scene. Yeah. Uh, with yep. Harry. Yep. And um, and then we have a dragon scene, which is hugely different. This is probably the biggest difference from the book to the movie. Is the whole dragon, because in the in the movie. It's a fairly quick thing. They go to Hagrid's hut. There's an egg. And this is where we find out, you know, Hagrid traded the egg with the stranger, and he's the one that told him uh-huh. you know, how to get into the... We find out it's Quirrell. We don't know that at the time. We think it's Snape. and But then that's it. You know, Malfoy, see... Malfoy sees him in the mirror, and he tells McGonagall, and they all get in trouble. That's the movie. In the book, they, you know, 
uh, Ron is bitten by the dragon, and he gets sick, goes to uh, the hospital. Malfoy mm-hmm. comes in, borrows a book from him, which has a note about when, you know, because the dragon's getting really big. It doesn't stay a little baby. It gets really big into the hut, and they finally realize they have to move it, so they get Charlie Weasley to come and take it. Yeah, right. And, you know, I mean, they cut all that out, and I understand why. It's not crucial to the story. Right. It's just Hagrid being wacky with his animals, like you said. Yes. Um, so, I mean, I understand why they took it all out. But that's, you know, Neville is actually in trouble because Neville is part of the group. So it's Draco, Neville, Hermione, and Harry who get sent to, which they call the, it's the Forbidden Forest in the book, but they call it the Dark Forest in the movie, which I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why either. I don't either. know why they would change that. But, yeah, yeah. But yeah, those are the four. But uh, Neville got obviously got replaced by Ron because Ron is obviously the more main character yep. than Neville. So those four get uh, sent into the Forbidden Forest or the Dark Forest, where right, and that's where they see the uh, the the someone drinking some unicorn blood. Yeah. Right, is what it yep. is. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. And then um, that's when uh, Ferrer Ferrer I think his name is the, Ferenz or Ferenz. That's Ferenz, Ferenz. Yeah. Yeah, the, he comes the and centaur, rescues, right? Yep, yeah. the centaur comes yep. and rescues Harry, and then Harry realizes what's going on. This is where he gets the new, you know, you know, he finds. Yeah, and out. he's got that little, you know, built-in little Voldemort radar too, or or, yes. or whatever uh, with his scar too. Yes. His, you know, his scar hurts. It's starting to hurt. Yeah. Harry Potter, you must leave. You are known to many creatures here. The forest is not safe at this time, especially for you. But what was that thing you saved me from? A monstrous creature. It is a terrible crime to slay a unicorn. Drinking the blood of a unicorn will keep you alive even if you are an inch from death. But at a terrible price. You have slain something so pure that from the moment the blood touches your lips, you will have a half-life, a cursed life. But who would choose such a life? Can you think of no one? Do you mean to say that thing that killed the unicorn, that was drinking its blood, that was Voldemort? Do you know what is hidden in the school at this very moment, Mr. Potter? The Sorcerer's Stone. So he knows now that it's Voldemort who is uh, behind all this. Right, and who is after the uh, the stone. The stone now. Yes. Yes. So now tensions are raising because now we know it's the bad, bad guy who's trying to get the stone to resurrect himself. Yep, yep. Um, But then they all say something like, you know, well, don't worry. As long as Dumbledore's around, everything will be fine. Everything will be fine, yes. And they come to find out. (laughs) He's not here right now. (laughs) Yes. And they're urgent now. And he had to go off to the ministry. Yeah. And And the three kids realize... They're like, uh oh. This is not, yeah. This is going down now. Yeah. Um, And then this is where the big finale comes in. And the big finale, I loved it in the book. And they just truncated it for the movie. It's still fun, but I I really liked the brain teaser in the book. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, they definitely pull out some, pull some of it, you know, pull pull it down to the basics, you know, the the chess game, especially, you know, for. The chess game is mandatory. That's such a huge scene. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, because it's five, it's, you know, it's five things. You got Professor Sprout, who did the Devil's Snare, which is in the book and the movie. Then you have Professor Flitwick, who does the Magical Keys. 
Yep. And that's in the book and the movie. It's a little different in the book. The book, all three of them get on brooms and chase the key around and try to corner it. And um, in the movie, it's only Harry who does it. Then you have the chess scene, which is McGonagall, um, which Ron defeats. And then you have the uh, troll, which is um, Quirrell. Quirrell. Yeah. yeah, which is already knocked out from the person who was already there, so you don't have yeah. to worry about taking it out. Yeah. And then you have the puzzle, which is the potion puzzle, and that's from Snape. Yeah, and basically these were all like, you know, protection things to yeah. keep to keep uh, to keep people you know, out. Keep people out, basically. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And each one, but see, that's what I liked about it is that you know it was you know kind of Hermione who saves them from. I guess that's why they did it because technically Hermione saves them from the Devil's Snare. As well as the potion, because she's the one that figures out the puzzle. Yeah. So maybe that's why they removed the puzzle one. Did they ever say, either in the book or the movie, I'm trying to remember. So uh, just a quick little thing back. So at the very, you know, in the early part of the movie, you know, and and the book, you know, they go to Gringotts and, and basically Hagrid gets the stone. Yes. Right? Yep. So he gets the stone. He takes it out of, like, you know, this impenetrable vault, supposedly. Yeah. Did Did it... They never really make a comment on that, but, you know, the, the place gets sort of, quote-unquote, broken into, like, the next day or a few it days does. later, right? Yep. Yeah. So so I guess you, you just have to sort of assume and put together that the bad guys basically, you know, were after it. They found out where it was, go- where it was at. So Dumbledore and, and Hagrid decided, well, we need to protect it better, so bring it here. Yes. Is, is that, I mean, they never that really... That was my understanding. My understanding is that Dumbledore got word that something's something... going on. Yeah, it's they're in danger, or that 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 stone is in is is someone's found out about it, or or maybe Hagrid, you know, said something he shouldn't have someplace or or whatever. And uh, right, so uh, so I just think that you know, it's interesting that they, you know, he, I think that happens throughout the books and the movie too. You know, Dumbledore is always, you know, very very, uh, he's got sources that that constantly oh he's always one step ahead of everybody yeah pretty much right so so right he's getting little bits of info which is helping there was always speculation that he would use time turners uh yeah right right exactly so so that uh yeah so they you know so they they basically move this they move the stone to someplace under all these protections of all the different uh professors yeah and and then you know that's when harry at the end of it all is, is there and quirrell is there. Surprise, surprise, it's not Snape. You? No, it can't be. Snape, he he was the... (laughs) Yes, he does seem the type, doesn't he? Next to him, who would suspect? Poor stuttering Professor Quirrell. But but that day, during the Quidditch match, Snape tried to kill me. Mm, No, dear boy. I tried to kill you. And trust me, if Snape's cloak hadn't caught fire and broken my eye contact, I would have succeeded. Even with Snape muttering his little counter curse. Snape was trying to save me. I knew you were a danger to me right from the off. Especially after Halloween. Then, then you let the troll in. Very good, Potter, yes. Snape, unfortunately, wasn't fooled. While everyone else was running about the dungeon, he went to the third floor to head me off. He, of course, never trusted me again. Yeah, because, I mean, through the entire, especially in the movie, they really push that Snape. 
sure. you know, with with and him. And I think that yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know as well. I can't even is- remember. It's been so long, and I know the story now. So it, you know, can't remember if that's is like much of a shock or surprise oh, in, yes, the, in the is. book. It in is. the book, uh, yep. as it is in the yeah. Uh, so um, it is. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think a lot of it is just the way Snape is just kind of brisk and, and rough yes. with Harry yes. uh, so much. And Quirrell isn't really like that. He's so meek and mild. Yes. And yeah, although you start that. to suspect, you know, the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, something's up with that guy. That becomes a little bit of a trend. So. Uh, well, yeah, because in the, in the book, he doesn't wear the turban right away. So yeah. Voldemort's not attached to him. Uh, right, Voldemort so there's this weird Voldemort... You know, yeah. thing on the back of his head. Like a parasite on the back. <laughs> it's not the tumor. <laughs> it's not the. Uh, so yeah, there's this very crazy thing with the uh, the back. Uh, there, he's in front of. Is it the mirror of Ezred or, yep, or, or he's he, he's next to and they and he can see Voldemort there on the back of Coral's head. Yeah. Uh, so because yeah, uh, so, what happens is is you know you find out it's Coral and Harry's yeah. shocked and everyone's shocked that it's Coral. Um, of course, Quirrell doesn't have the stutter or nothing. He's very demanding yeah. and, you know, more vicious. Um, yeah. He wants Harry to look at the mirror and tell him where the stone is. And Harry looks and the, and it's he sees himself, give himself a wink. And next thing he knows, he feels a heaviness in his pocket. And what happens is the stone appeared in Harry's pocket. So now Harry has the stone. Right. Um, yes. And you come to find out it's, that was Dumbledore's magic. How is it I got the stone, sir? One minute I was staring in the mirror and the next. Ah, you see, only a person who wanted to find the stone, find it, but not use it, would be able to get it. That is one of my more brilliant ideas. And between you and me, that is saying something. That... The person seeking the stone and didn't want to use it could get the stone. Yeah, it's kind of like the, uh, you know, the one ring a little bit, you know. <laughs> if you desire it too much, yeah, you're not going to get it. You're not going like, like he says in the movie, he said, yeah, I think that was one of my better ideas or something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, which, which is really, I mean, it, it's, 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 it's perfect in a way because then... You, you realize whoever would get it if they were trying to protect the stone doesn't really want it for themselves. They're just trying to protect the stone, yeah. Yeah. which would be somebody you'd, you'd be fine with having, fine it having it and getting it. Yeah. But somebody who really wants it to do bad things, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, so then there's a little tussle, uh, and and basically it turns out that, that uh, when uh, – I, I guess it's – Squirrel touch Harry, or Harry touches Squirrel. Harry touches Squirrel, or whatever. Quirrel. Right, and, and and Harry because he it was burns them. yeah, it burns and, and it basically turns him to dust, and he well, dies. Yeah, that's the movie version, not the book version. There's two different, they're different endings. So what happens in the uh, in the book? It's in the it, book. Harry touches him and burns him. Oh, he burns, just and, burns him. And Squirrel says, "I yes." Squirrel says, "I can't touch him. I can't touch him," and it's hurting him that Voldemort leaves him, and when Voldemort leaves him. Quirrell dies that way. Ah, uh, okay. So he his little the little uh, essence of essence yes. of Voldemort. <laughs> yes. Buy it at your local uh, store. Essence of Voldemort. <laughs> uh, but when he leaves Quirrell in the in the book, he just he that, kill, that kills him on his own. That yeah, I, him, yeah. I, I guess I could see both. That both made sides. it more so Harry didn't kill. You know, cause, yeah, because yeah, 
Well, I think it's interesting too because it, it and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it never really comes up again because because uh, Dumbledore tells Harry later that it's because you know his mom saved him and and you know saved him with love and all this good stuff. Harry, do you know why Professor Quirrell couldn't bear to have you touch him? It was because of your mother. She sacrificed herself for you, and that kind of act leaves a mark. Oh no, this kind of mark cannot be seen. It lives in your very skin. What is it? Love, Harry. Love. And basically, you know, this this is what why Harry's touch killed Quirrell or or does what he does. Whether technically he... it kills it 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 burns Voldemort too because Voldemort can't touch him, and because Voldemort was in Quirrell, that's why it burned him. Yeah, but but doesn't doesn't later on Voldemort touch him Uh, in in number yeah in Goblet of Fire at the end because he has Harry's blood in him, so he has his mother's protection in Voldemort now. Yeah, I mean you can't get much more touched than if I've got your blood, yeah, or whatever. So that's why you can touch him there. Oh, okay, all right. So also that makes him a Horcrux and an anchor for Harry. So when Harry dies at the end, he doesn't truly die because Voldemort's still alive. Right. So it's so such good writing. <laughs> yeah, I love it, it. I love the story, how it just weaves together. That she, it, it is, it is. It's it's it's, it's awesome. With the mom protecting Harry and causing her his blood to have that love in it, that's what saves him at the very end in the very last book. Yes. From dying. Yep. Yep. You know, seven books later it happens. Yeah, so I mean that that's I guess a quick run through of the movie. I mean the plot of yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, 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 oh no, a, let's let's talk about the very end. This is one of my favorites. Which is, which part of the very end? The very end. Oh well, not the very end. The uh, banquet, the goodbye banquet. Oh, okay. Where yeah. Slytherin is in the lead, they're winning, and everyone thinks Slytherin had won. Gryffindor were you know because they lost so many points with those you know people being out of uh, out of bed. Harry and Ron, they lost fifty points each. Yeah, so they're, they're like at the bottom. They're, they're always, you know, they 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 always get these big losses and big gains and points. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they they goof up. Well, they don't really goof up, but it's because of all these crazy things they're doing. They lose yeah. points, yeah. but then but then they get points. Yeah, they get rewards for what they do. Yes, and, and Dumbledore is like, oh, you know, we got last minute points, and he winds up giving Hermione fifty points for her or her whatever I don't remember the exact words just her quick thinking her quick wit yeah um, and then she he gets 50 points to Ron for a great game of chess the best they've seen at Hogwarts in a while and they give Harry 60 points um, for what he did and then of course they're tied with Slytherin and then the best part is they give Neville Longbottom 10 points because he stood up to him you know you know it says it's easy to stand up to your enemies or it's hard enough to stand up to your enemies it's even harder to stand up to your friends ah right he did when they were about to go out and try to stop snape from getting the stone earlier right um and hermione put a walking curse on him a complete body walking curse and i have a few last minute points to award to miss hermione granger for the cool use of intellect while others were in grave peril. 50 points. Second, to Mr. Ronald Weasley, 
for the best played game of chess that Hogwarts has seen these many years. 50 points. And third, to Mr. Harry Potter for pure nerve and outstanding courage. I award Gryffindor House 60 points. We're tied with Slytherin. And finally, it takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to your enemies, but a great deal more to stand up to your friends. I award 10 points to Neville Longbottom. So he gets 10 points, which is great because in the books, Neville's, you know, he's just, this, I mean, he's not that great of a character in the movie either. He's just kind of a, a lonely little, fat little boy. Uh, really yeah, although he becomes, you know, pretty, pretty uh, oh, he helpful and, and very important to later oh, yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, in in yeah, but but he winds up. So it's really nice that he is the one. He's the reason why they won. Yeah, they didn't just yeah. go. Oh, you know, you're Harry Potter. You did great things. You just yeah. saved. Uh, you know, you kept the philosophers or sorcerer's stone yeah. away from the bad guy. Here, a million points for you. Yeah. Gryffindor wins. Yeah, all he had to do was give them seventy points, and they would have won. Right. You right. know, but instead, he saved Dumbledore, saved it, and gave ten points to Neville. And it was just a nice little Neville moment. And like you said, Neville becomes a. We find out Neville could have been Harry Potter technically. You know, yeah, he no, he's he's very key later, and, key. and 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 is key, right. you know, for for a lot of things. So uh, yeah, so yeah, no, it's you're right. That is a good scene. Yeah, it was good I just, too. I just like I just like I like when the underdog gets recognition. Yeah, you yeah, know, and and well, Neville... you know, the, one of the things about these things for for the for the main three and for Neville and for for a bunch of others is this whole. You can see what the teachers, what Dumbledore is doing throughout it. They're they're building up these these uh young people yeah. to be able to do what they're going to need to be able to do yes you know they they need to give them the confidence give them, them yeah give them the abilities them. give them the confidence they know what's coming so they're constantly constantly throughout all the other uh, books and movies constantly that's why i was saying about snape you yeah. know he, he he's always on harry's case he's always you know but it but in a way it's 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 he's protecting him yeah, he, he he's you know it's the typical. Yeah, I I know I'm being tough on you, but you need to be tough to be able to handle what's coming. Yeah. So so it's uh, yeah, I could be Mister Nice Guy, but you probably wouldn't be. You'd be better off if I wasn't, basically. Yeah. And and it all shows through in the very end, you know, which always gets me that you know, le, you know, at the end with Snape and everything. I don't want to say too much. We'll cover that sometime we'll cover that in the, in the that future. Yeah, but yeah. But no, I just think it's it's great that uh, of how they do that throughout all this. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but overall, I think this was a, a great adaptation of the book. Yeah. Uh, well, it's one of my favorites. I love. I, I I've always loved the start of things. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love the first Lord of the Rings movie oh, and the first Lord of the Rings book. Yeah. I, I just like the coming together. You're getting yep. to know everybody. The the introductions. The you know, and I I, th- I think you know I've never really verbalized or said it much but i think one of the things i always like about the early parts of things is the middle is the middle because it has to be there and there's a lot of struggles they go through in the end sometimes 
is 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 both good and bad, you know, in a way because you're kind of saying goodbye to everything. But but it's also it's very hard to do a good ending. I mean, I think Harry yeah. Potter did it is one of the best ever, really, yeah. for books and movies. I mean, I think they, like you were just talking about, of how it all weaves together. I think it's great, That's but so uh, but I just love the start. I love seeing all these kids when they were younger. You know, they they did such a good job with that. Hey, I was going to ask, did they ever talk, or have you ever heard talk of, I always thought, why did they never film any of these movies, like, like except I guess they did the last one, but why didn't they ever do any kind of back-to-back filming at all? They did, actually. One, they one did? And two, one and two is back-to-back. Oh, they filmed them back-to-back? Mm-hmm. And they just... They're what, all technically back-to-back. Well, I'm just talking about like uh, you're talking about like like filming them all at once, like the Deathly Hallows, was Lord of the Rings style, like like yeah. basically filming everything. Well, obviously they couldn't do everything, you know, because you you want these kids to get a little older, right? You needed some oh, yeah. time time to go yeah. by, but uh, I, you know they you know, the they, first the they first never two re- movies were shot back to back, like they shot one. And then they started the second one immediately after. So back to back, but not really concurrently. Not I mean, concurrent, they, yeah. No. Okay. And then three was like, I think they had like three months off. Because you can tell the kids look a little older in two. Then they look like they aged a ton. A lot by three. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, there's a li- it was only like six months. There's a little, right. But it's just hitting that right age, yes. you know. <laughs> yeah. It's hitting that right puberty yeah, that, spot. That right little, yeah, hormones and, and kids. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, unlike this, like Lord of the Rings, where everybody's supposed to be relatively still, you know, within the same oh, yeah, time. Oh, it all happens within a year, so. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so anyway, yeah. No, I just, I, it's just great. I'm just so glad we got to, you know, got to look at this and, and finally get together to. Oh, uh, yeah, me too. Very to funny. talk about this. I mean, Harry, you know, Harry Potter. So, uh. I guess, you know, we can kind of wind it down and wrap up a little bit. But one thing I wanted to say at this point is, is, is what have you heard about, like, like some new stories or something that she's doing? Yeah, they, well, there was two. Are they just on Pottermore or? No, no, no. no. Well, there's a ton. If you guys are not, if you're huge Harry Potter fans and you're not on Pottermore, then you guys are missing out because there's huge amounts of stories on Pottermore. And they're amazing. Like, you, I mean, McGonagall's backstory, you find out she had this love of And this is all stuff and... written by J.K. Rowling? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All yeah, right. it's all... But I'm thinking of something more uh, traditional, published, or something like that. Uh, w- no, you're thinking it... of the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Well, that, that, but I thought I heard another thing recently, because that, the Fantastic Beasts thing, they're turning that into a movie trilogy. or a group of movies, right? Yeah, that's a trilogy. Yeah. But that and happened that, 50 what years is the before t- Potter. Right. That's 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 way in the past. I mean, the obvious thing that I've always thought, just uh, you know, just like they did with Star Wars, is to me the thing that you would almost expect them to do sometime is to show the backstory, to to show the the you know Harry Potter's parents, you know, all the people, the 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 people in uh, Hogwarts, yeah. you know, when they were younger, the early you know, you're, days. You you're getting bits of that on Pottermore. Okay. And I, I mean, you get bits of it in the books themselves too. You yeah. learn a lot, especially in some of the middle books about, oh, yeah. you know, Snape and Lily and right, James right, and Sirius. It, oh yeah, yeah. You learn all that stuff, but yeah. I mean, you know, you know, just like Star Wars did with the prequels. You know, I always thought, well, gosh, why don't they go back and 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 do like a you know three or four movies of of showing that a little bit more in detail? But maybe, maybe they J, J K would have to write the books, and that's sure, the thing. Is, sure. You know, 
Yeah. She's 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 working on Pottermore, and that's where all this other material is coming from. Yeah. Um, well, I still think in about ten or fifteen, twenty years or something like that, she'll oh, do. Yeah. They'll do something with when they like reboot Harry Potter. Well, I wouldn't. I, I I think the obvious thing to do would be like kids that grew up with this. Like my kids that grew up with it when they were young kids, where they could really identify with the characters in the movie. They were around that age mm-hmm. to do a you know in ten fifteen years to do another set of movies. You'd bring you know all our you know Harry, Ron, Hermione, and their kids and spouses and all that. And you would do a new series of movies, which would be about their kids, just like they're doing with Star Wars. Oh, I see. I just think that that would be the... Because you could use those actors in 10 or 15 years, they'd be older, and you would just do another series of, you know, adventures with their kids. Some new evil arises or whatever, and, and their new kids have to deal with it or something. It would, or the, need, to be, it would need to be something special. Oh, yeah. Well, obviously, and stuff. You don't want to rehash the same, like, Voldemort's back again. Oh, no, 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 no. Please don't don't do that. (laughs) I'm already a little bit tiny, tiny, even though I'm trying to avoid all spoilers. I'm just a little bit tiny, tiny concerned about Star Wars and just like, really? The Empire is still around? Really? Is that... Or I don't know yet. Don't anybody tell me. I don't want to know. I don't know anything either. But but well, I mean, you did see the you did finally see the little eighty eight second teaser, right? Of course, I watched that, but that told me nothing. Yeah, well, there's stormtroopers (laughs) there. They look like stormtroopers. So yes, uh, yes. Maybe they're good stormtroopers. Maybe they work for (laughs) Princess Leia or something. I don't know. But uh, but anyway, yeah, I I don't know. We'll see what will happen. I mean, it's just a great world to. uh, It's a great world, and I, I hope she does go back to it one day. Yeah, you know, yeah. She, she, get... she she said that she'll probably never do another Harry Potter book, but that doesn't mean, you know. Yeah, George Lucas do... said that too. You know, so. Uh... <laughs> yeah, but he's not doing it. Exactly. Well, you see the little rub there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you can you can you know I I, I would if I ever got a chance to talk to George I said yeah you you can play those little nuances George yeah you're not doing it but. But yeah, someone else is okay. Good, yeah. someone else is. Yeah, we're still getting more. Hopefully, great stuff. You know, That's so true. Uh, that is true. So yeah. anyway, uh, and, and the fact that he George Lucas constantly says, "Oh no, I haven't even seen the teaser." I thought that for sure. We're really segueing off, but I thought for sure that that he was supposed to be somewhat kind of involved in the movie. In no, this new... I thought he washed his hands of it. That's it. Completely? He, I he thought, gave I... him a script that he had written. So he just handed ago. that little binder, supposedly, that he had. That's it. And and just said, okay, you guys go have fun with that. Yep. I mean, they didn't want to even, like, kind of occasionally, hands. like, you know, hey, George, what do you think about this? Or, well, I don't know. Anyway, that's interesting. I I, I could never do that with a project that I that I lived and breathed, I, uh, I don't think, for, for that long of a period no. of time. I don't know. Maybe it became, uh, it, you know, maybe it's sort of a relief in a way for him, perhaps. But yeah. Uh, Well, yeah, because George said he's super excited to see this movie because this is going to be the first Star Wars movie that he gets to see he knows nothing about. Yeah. Yeah, well, I hope he's happy with it. <laughs> and maybe there's an escape clause in that contract or whatever with Disney. Yeah. If, but anyway, yeah, this has been uh, a lot of fun. I don't know. Is there any any last uh, things, your little bits that you want that we didn't? I'm flipping through your uh, your. Oh yeah, I'm looking my behind the scenes. Um, yeah, yeah. Anything here we wanted to say? So uh, we talked about the CG. Well, you know, there's a there's a. I read that J.K. Rowling was actually she revealed on her website that she was considered to play Lily Potter. Oh yeah, which I heard about that. I yep. think would have been awesome. It would have been kind of cool. It would have been. It would have been, been really cool. cool. It would have been yeah. very cool. But oh. then again, Lily is in pretty is in quite a bit of the movie. You know, not a huge role, but yeah, definitely. 
her. Oh, character. here's something I just really I noticed, and I thought this was true. I thought I'd heard this before, but all the food you see and all the big feasts that they have, oh, it's yeah. all it's all real. It was real in the first movie only. Oh yeah, well we're talking about that one, but yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, because oh that's true, yeah, you're right, it was all real. Because I mean, it continues to go. Unfortunately, filming under the hot uh, stage lights for hours at a time quickly causes the film to develop an unpleasant odor. Despite the meat being changed every two days and the vegetables. Oh, that's just it's just crazy to think about. I I mean, I, <laughs> I, I hope some of that food got eaten by somebody and it wasn't just all wasted. I mean, I like the authentic nature yeah. of it all, but I, I I do have a little. You know, yeah. part of me is like, really? Well, that... I mean, it says for the following film, samples of real food were frozen so that molds could be made of them and uh, could be cast in resin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't don't eat that apple. No. no don't, yeah. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> ow. Ow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here's another little thing I thought that was really cool. In the film, Harry's scar on his forehead is off center. This yes. is actually a request by J.K. Because all the artwork that was done for the covers of the book, Harry Potter's scar is right in the center. So everyone always assumed it was a sinner. But she's like, I never wrote that in the book. She never wrote where his scar was on his head. Yeah, that... Other than on his forehead. And I I, I remember noticing that by by both the artwork in the books and what I saw in the movie. And for a while, it kind of like, wow, that... That's weird to me. Why? Why is it? Oh, I, I think I like it better. To me, in the very center of his forehead, just seems kind of funny looking. Seems odd. Yes. Well, it just. It, I think. It, I think it looks like uh, like he's wearing a crown or something almost. <laughs> like it just. I like it off center. I yes. like that. But it's interesting to me that she never really specified that in all the books that there's no nowhere you know like you know she just uses some offhand phrase like harry brushed the the scar you know off to the side of his forehead or on on the left side yeah exactly on the whatever that she never actually throws a line in any in any of the books she's never mentioned you know she was happy when she was able to correct it it's funny to me that whoever ended up doing the art did they even Asked, did they just Mary assume, or, or you know, you know? To me, he's got a scar on his forehead. Would you immediately think, oh, it's in the very center of his forehead? You know, if no one was telling you differently, I don't know. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. I don't know, but yeah, you're right. Because I always question why it was in the middle, in the middle, on all the artwork. Yeah, I remember that, especially when I saw this first movie, when, when you, you know, the, the, when you see it in the movie and it's like where it isn't in the art. And I said, yeah. oh, that's it. Why is that like that? That's uh, maybe they yeah. just thought it looked better for the movie. And I'm like, ah, and then I just kind of went on with it. I, I was just. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. It's yep. Yep. Little thing. Yeah, no, it's a great movie. Great. Uh, great start to the series. I mean, Definitely. just it has all the elements in there. Everybody comes together and and it's just it's just so well well put together looks great still holds up well you know i mean there there's uh i mean it's not that old at this point in time i mean it's it's uh it you know it's not like it's and and i think the technology you know you got to a certain point with movies where i think these movies it you know from now on will age pretty well for a while oh I it's, think so it, you know we 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 they made a pretty huge leap in movies around you know in the last 10 15 years and what what they can do with computers obviously you know all this yeah so uh so i think these movies you know it's not like back in the days of buck rogers and spaceships hanging from strings that that won't look good in you know 20 30 years or whatever but uh yeah yeah it's great oh we didn't you know there's a lot of stuff obviously everybody listening that we didn't talk about i mean the the great music by john williams oh amazing music yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean it's it's and he did he did every one, right? I think No, he did not. He only did the first. Oh, he just did this set the theme? Okay. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I just think about that theme being in all Hed- the movies. Hedwig's theme is the the main theme and yes, that's in every movie. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I knew that because I have a couple of the other soundtracks. That's right. Yeah. 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 So um so yeah, we're going to do this again. We'll cover uh I'll cover a movie every Chamber few months or something. Cha- Chamber of Secrets is next. Yep. Can't wait what, so what, which one, if you had to pick a favorite uh, of of all the movie books, or, or I don't know if you have a different movie versus it's book. It's so hard. I well, know. I never. Book. I'm I'm not good at this. I don't really like. For a long time, for me, I'll, I'll just start off. Um, for a long time, for me, it was Goblet of Fire. I just really like that book a lot and the yeah. movie. Although I have to say that was probably the movie I was kind of disappointed in the most, just because I think we we talked about it earlier. They 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 had to cut out a lot of it. Um, but, uh, and of course the last, the last books and, uh, or the last book and the, and the last two movies were, were great. I mean, I, yeah. I love them all. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 always it's hard. hard. To pick a it is favorite. I think for me, the, my favorite book would probably be prisoner of Azkaban. Oh yeah. Okay. I love the time travel. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a really it. cool book and it's a really cool movie too. I'd say that movie is kind of one oh, of the, yeah. it's very different. I mean, a well, lot of that's the director. Two. You know, it was yeah. um, um, Alfonso Caron, who's the, the director of Thrill. Yeah, I, I liked and it. I, I liked the change style. in style. Yeah, because oh, yeah, that's how I imagined Hogwarts, was more like what he saw. Yeah, and that brings in brings in a lot of uh, new stuff to the to the whole uh, series, and yeah. you know, new characters. But I just thing. I liked I liked three just for the story. I love the whole time travel. I love the way that we see everything from one perspective, and then we see it again later in the book from a different. Sure, perspective. yeah, time time travel is always fun, but I know what you mean. Yeah, with the I time turner, like, and, you yeah. know, and I I, just, I don't know. There was just something about that movie that really clicked yeah. with me. But other than that, Goblet of Fire, the book movie, like you said, was kind of disappointing. Especially the maze at the end, because I loved all the stuff in the maze in the book. But um, you know, it's the return of Voldemort. And the battle at the end is really cool. Yeah, yeah I mean, God, there's, there's good about all of them. I can say yeah. good things about. It's hard to believe that really it was just a you know like a ten year span of books, mm-hmm. and, and that that came out uh, that you know it just seems like for for so long it was like. You know, everybody, this is, you know, was the thing. Every couple of years, people were talking about it, you know, a new book, yep. new movie, new book, new movie, ba 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 ba. And then it just, it's yes. over for now, at yeah. least, I guess, basically. Yep. But um, but we can still enjoy it. You can, we can. And you can still go to Pottermore. There's yep, go to Pottermore if you want. Like like Kenny said, you know, you can check out some, some new stories That's there. So fire up the movies again, read the books again, or listen to them on audio or whatever. I mean, it's, it's, it's really great. Um, yeah, great it's, stuff. It's, it's not going to die anytime soon. No, no, it's just. Uh, I mean, it's you know, it's it's. It's a, like Star Wars. It'll be with us for quite a while. Yeah, it's it's great, and I I love the fact that it's it's you know was a very, you know the one of the greatest things I just enjoyed was the fact that it appealed to kids. It got my kids, you know, pretty into reading. Probably more reading. than they. Yeah. I mean, they were they would, but I mean, I think they you know this really helped a lot. I remember a couple of times. With the books, we had to buy like a couple of copies. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> all right, I want it. No, I want it, you know, yeah. or whatever. So, uh, yeah, or you couldn't, like, you want to read it again or whatever. You couldn't find one, and then, oh, we'll just go buy, you know. Yeah. You know, even before you, you're a lot of, you know, so many books were just on, uh, you know, all these, um, you know, iPads and Kindles and things. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, yeah. Kenny, this was great. 
thanks uh thanks for uh for jumping in and doing this i yeah i know we talked about doing it for a while but you know now we're doing it we're I'm doing it finally happened yeah now that we got the ball rolling so we're definitely gonna set oh yeah the, yeah set this was this was a blast it was, it was this blast i, I want to just basically you know just sit down and just like you did with the books i just want to sit down and uh Watch all the movies again, read the books again, do more so podcasts, but yeah, we'll yeah, space definitely. them out a few months or something apart or oh, something Oh, definitely, like that. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we def- have, so we have, you know, we have eight eight movies. We can so. kind of savor them a little bit now, now that, you know, it's uh, it's yeah. kind of like going back to, uh, you know, some place that you really like to visit or whatever, and uh, yeah. kind of like Vasquez rocks for you, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think once we're done with, uh, with Harry Potter, we should actually get a group and maybe do like a Star Wars one or... Uh, you know. Ooh, really good into uh, rather than just you know, yeah, yeah. That. Just get like four or five trucks and sci-fi people and yeah. sit around and just do yeah. like a roundtable on Star Wars: The Original, New Hope. Yeah, that that would be fun. Get be get fun. somebody, get some of the people from Anomaly. Get a couple. Yeah, yeah yep, yep. That or Lord of the Rings would be another good one. Uh, we could do. Yeah, you know, I tried. I think like oh, I don't know how long ago it was. Now it's been a few years at least. I tried yeah. to do Lord of the Rings. I think I did Fellowship of the Ring, and I just mm-hmm. kind of. There's so much in those that it's yes. just it's just very daunting, especially doing it on your own. But, oh no, I hear you. That's why I'm saying, yeah, it's much easier if we have a yeah, like, yeah. That's a good a idea. Yeah, it's, that's a great idea. We'll have to we'll nice. have to hash that out, talk about that, and uh, and figure something out. But thanks everyone for listening. Uh, Kenny yeah, and I will will we'll definitely be back. Be back. We'll be yeah, back with sure. Chamber of Secrets uh, <laughs> sooner than we know. <laughs> so, <laughs> thanks a lot, Kenny. All right, talk to you later. Thank you.